Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Fly Casual. Hey, guess what? Tonight's not about Billy Joel, but it's the first of many of what uh, we might call the series right there. That's right. Tonight we're talking about John Belushi, died young, left a legacy behind, and we're going to find out why. Welcome back to another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! I'm be dead honest with you. I didn't think I'd nail the timing on that that well. I'm pretty proud of myself. You got it. I know. First time. Oh, it's coming back. It's hey, coming back. Hey, what's going on? Hey. I listen. I'll listen to Billy Joel all day long. I'm one of those dudes. You I are love, one of those dudes. I love Billy Joel. Yeah. I like Piano Man. That's Billy Joel, yeah. Billy. Piano Man is probably top 25 songs of all time for me. Sing us a oh. song. Oh, Billy. You're the Piano Man. Mm-hmm. Sing us a song. Because that song, first off, story songs aren't really much of a thing anymore. We get like a story in the song, but even though he's not telling a story in that song, he's describing, yeah, he's describing every person in the room. Yep. And it's so powerful because in just a few words. Put some bread in my jar. Say, hey man, what are you doing here? (laughs) He paints these like brushstrokes of these people in like a single line that you're like, oh wow. Yeah, I know exactly (laughs) I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing song. The microphone smelled like a beer. It did. Not it didn't it didn't smell like beer. It a smelled beer. like a beer, which but is which one of my one? favorite lines. <laughs> which beer? Which beer? No, just a beer, oh, man. man. A beer. You know, you don't a say beer. give me give me some beer. You say give me a beer. Like craft beer? Oh, come on. Back then, <laughs> craft beer. Probably like Miller Lite. Yeah, it spelled a straight up Coors. Coors. What is it? What is it? The Coors banquet. The banquet beer. <laughs> the banquet. Exactly. That's what. Uh, what. Uh, what. Uh, William Zappica's character drinks in the. Uh, the. Uh, the. The Karate Kid Cobra Kai series on the. Cobra YouTube. Kai. He drinks. He uh, like every time he's drinking anything. It's a Coors banquet. Did you know? It's probably almost over that they have Cobra Kai stuff in Rocket League. What? What? Yeah, it's what? the summer series. You're just telling us this now. Yeah, I know. I'll I'm waiting for it to almost be over with the podcast to, 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 on purpose. I, I gotta go. Furious that you didn't tell me this. And sooner. Ghostbusters. Stuff. I feel like we don't even know I, each other anymore. And the I'm music they to... play is from the '80s summertime series. What? Like it's pretty freaking awesome. I am what? so furious with you that I can't even put the words together. I'm just gonna pass it on. I'm Corey with this mic. <sighs> I'm so furious too. Furious. You should furious, be furious that you haven't been playing the game that you don't own. I know. You know what game I am <laughs> playing though? What? I got my new Nintendo classic NES system. Did you get it? Did you get the Nintendo? That's the Inten- I got my Nintendo. Yeah. Why did everybody's mother call it an Nintendo back then? No idea. My mom None. did. And I know other moms did yeah. too. Everybody did. Are you playing your Nintendo? <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Old woman. Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, Mario. I'll tell you what. I picked it up. I was stopped into GameStop the other day. Me and the boy have been into the Transformer stuff. So we're just the looking boy. around. Yeah. Damn it, Peggy. The so boy. you're looking to pay <laughs> higher prices. Higher prices. We're, we're just browsing. We're, we're out and about. Oh, I and, do the same uh, thing. <laughs> and for crying out loud, I saw in their used uh, bin there. Out loud. <laughs> in the used bin there, they had they had the NES, and uh, those run on Amazon. He's hundred. Wait, 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 wait. Did bucks. you buy an actual NES or an S Classic? The, the classic, the the little tiny the, one. Okay, okay, yeah, just being no, sure. No. 
Yeah, not the one that you put cartridges. Yeah, the one that, that you got, blow and you have got, to give them the wiggle. Right, right, right. Mine's hooked up right behind there, <laughs> right behind the things behind no, me. No, 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 not that one. The one that's got preloaded 30 games or so yeah. on it. Uh, that has extremely short cords <laughs> that you, you got to set right I've next to I've heard that's one of the problems. Uh, which means I have on order and getting tomorrow my wireless. <laughs> I've heard that's what a lot of people do. <laughs> which were 20 bucks a piece on uh, Amazon. It's I mean, all a racket. Nest Classic's good and all, but I'm really more of a raspberry pie kind of guy my nest classic is a raspberry pi <laughs> and the r pi 4 just came out <gasps> what what In one two or four gigabyte versions of ram they are they got two they They're got still dual, that low, huh? dual hdmi outputs now wow yeah they With uh, four gigabytes processor well the four gigabytes of of memory is memory. pretty big on a microcomputer yeah yeah but it's uh You're not hooking up two 4K displays to that thing. Actually, it can, but you're not going to be doing much computing. <laughs> you can display, but you know it's, I can display this picture. Yeah, exactly. that doesn't move. Yeah, my <laughs> command lines are huge. <laughs> uh, tech humor, right, guys? Yeah, I get it. Oh, uh, it's got a it's got a much beefier CPU, and I want one, and it's still the same price. Still, they're like thirty five bucks if you it's can get it awesome. in stock. I know it'll be awesome. That's right. Callback. Last week, I right? Right. Over oh, there's Howie Mash Control. Um, and also, you with Rocket League, when you you get you get to collect the things, you know, the spin to buy the stuff. The spin and the buy in the box yeah. and the yeah, thing. They're old cassette tapes that you collect. Oh, you are a oh, downright bastard for not telling me this sooner. He's a butthole. Yeah, He's got like a week or less. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Actually, no. The whole thing's going on for like two months. Okay. Oh, but that's. They ro- like every four weeks they rotate what you can get. The, okay. No. So I don't know what will be oh my gosh. next. Well, I, I never play Rocket League anymore, but I still want tomorrow. that stuff in Rocket League. I want it. Uh-huh. I okay. want it to yeah. go with all of my DC oh, and, and Batman. And they have ET wheels. They have yep. what? ET wheels. ET wheels. They have the, your wheels, and then they have your, the guy riding the bike across. On your wheel in the middle of the oh, wheel. Oh, okay. That's right. Actually, that's exactly. Are you talking what I about pictured. Elliot? Yeah, Elliot, the guy. <laughs> the guy. I, honestly, I can't. As much as I love ET, I can't picture anything other than that or ET's face that would go on a wheel. <laughs> yeah. So or I was dead hoping ET. it was a silhouette. What if he's like dead? Just dead ET, oh, the white yeah. one laid out. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh, and you can buy the Ouch. Ghostbuster mobile as a vehicle. You can. The Ecto One, Howie. I'll be right here. It's like a buck ninety nine or two ninety nine. Dude, you know what? How does that thing handle in that game? Howie's been holding out on us. I know this is a butt move, dude. Because you can also get Kit from Knight Rider, (gasps) the best car ever. (laughs) It talks to you, right? I'd rather have the Ecto One. The Goonies. Yeah. That's a, yeah, got Goonies yeah. When you stuff. boost in that game, you should totally hear Kit going turbo boost. Engage. Yeah, dude, no, when you fire the boost, he goes turbo boost, engage, and then you hear. Is it like the later seasons where the crap pops out of the side? The story of the turbo boost is engaged. Yeah. does not exist. Oh, my gosh. I loved that show so hard. Da, 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 oh, it was da, da, insane. Did da, da, I say Crossbond down a few gear, not Jay Hardy? Yeah, that that uh, the Knight Rider soundtrack was my ringtone for a number of years. Nice. <laughs> it should still be your ringtone. <laughs> it should be. Yeah, why isn't it? I'm 
Dang what it. happened to you, Garrick? Come I don't on. even know you anymore. I got old. It might be my ringtone now. Oh, it's no. going to be. You're going to beat you right to it. Speaking of beating to it, gentlemen, it's time for some... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually said welcome back to Flight Casual Tonight we're talking about stuff But welcome to the News Well boys uh, This week Top of the news We have our brand new segment <laughs> I just slow it down It was a little like Cobra-esque there for a second I just slow it down nice. Michael <laughs> that was more the pace of it, I believe. Nice. Michael, perfect. I don't know. I don't remember this. I don't know what's happening. I don't know this part. When I don't it? know this part this either. This is when a guy's talking to us, isn't it? <laughs> this Probably. is when he's saying the things that Michael was saying a moment ago. Michael. Yeah. Uh, that's like. Oh, it's a techno what version. The, is yeah. this a remix? This is the, this the one. This know. is in the Matrix sequel, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, this, this is, is probably one of the XL newer version? shows. Oh, crap. You remember how many times they tried to reboot Knight Rider they and did. they turned it yeah. into such yeah, garbage? Remember the, remember the white one? There was a white one. There was oh. one. Several of them didn't even have a... The car didn't even talk. Are you kidding me? Get out of here I with that know. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you, can't have, you can't do that. That's My phone right. can talk to me. A car should be able to talk to me, too. Ridonkulous. Yeah. Talk to me, car. Oh, car was a bad one, though. <laughs> car was the evil kit. <laughs> yeah, car. <laughs> Remember well, when that guy found him on the in under the sand in a on a beach? When barely, he was... vaguely flashing memories. <laughs> sort of, that was yeah, great. Right. That was my favorite episode. Yeah, it was. And I then guess. they jumped at each other and exploded. Yeah, classic. To be continued? evil car. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> After this commercial, a long time like ago, it. and then you missed it the last week, and then you never saw it. <laughs> that, and then the and series was on Netflix ended. a couple years ago, and you just never got around to booting it up. And Who was I listening? Oh, it was, uh, it was, yeah. We talked about I was talking to Sprout at work and talking about missing an episode of like Star Trek: The Next Generation back in the day and having to wait eighteen years for the novelization <laughs> <laughs> to find out what happened. <laughs> yep. That's oh, right. Our kids true. have no idea what the struggle was all about. They don't know the struggle <laughs> at all. We don't even talk about it that much. Even we take it for granted. But <laughs> missing a show back in the day when, I mean, and shows weren't that serialized no. back in the day. Like, you know, it was. For the most was, part, right. It, it was like an episode was like, okay, I've never seen Simon and Simon. What's it about? I'll just tune in the middle of a season. Got it. You know? Yeah, right. Whereas, right. like, I'll tune in the middle of the season of Breaking Bad. <laughs> What? Nope. <laughs> I don't understand. Why is this angry yeah. dude in his underpants? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> but yeah, like back then, you were screwed on those major storylines. If you, God oh, yeah. help you, if they did it to be continued and yeah. you oh, missed yeah. the second yeah, one, or it. even worse, that's it. You're done. You tuned into the second one, didn't know what was happening because you missed the oh, first. Oh no! One. That's right. Especially oh, before no. VCRs. <laughs> Taping. Yeah. Oh, did man. I did I ever tell you about <laughs> the going story? to Wednesday night church and everybody had the VCR set to record Quantum Leap and Next Gen? Right. Yep. I ever tell you a story about the first funny time some I went videos. And saw uh, Return of the King in theaters. No, I sat behind this older or I don't Gandalf remember, in the front gray. or uh, behind this oh. older couple who were talking Ian to each other McKellen. the whole time. <laughs> Because oh, they had geez. no clue what was going on. Nice. <laughs> because they just walked into nice. they just walked into a movie. Agnes, let's go see a film. If, if I you heard go to see a movie, really good. It's going to make see all a movie the money starts, this year. You know if doing? you see a movie whose title starts out with Return, <laughs> there's something. There's, there may be one before that. The gentleman in the paper gave it three out of four stars. We should see it. <laughs> of course, they caught, they uh, um, kept calling. Uh, um, uh, the elf, 
Legolas. 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 Legoland. A girl. I mean, she's. Oh, she. (laughs) She's so pretty. Look at her long blonde hair, honey. Come on. He had peach fuzz on his upper lip and everything. Come on. I don't know why. (laughs) That's funny. You know what I did at uh, the uh, airing of Return of the King? I remember my experience. Do you remember? Did they air it or did they show it? I'm gonna be honest with you. You don't hear me say this often. I have no idea. Remind me. I bought a giant diet coke. And summarily sat down now. and spilled the entire Diet Coke on my lap and yep. had to sit for three and a half hours. <laughs> Soaky, yeah. Soaky wet. wet. Sticky wet. Wow. Got to tell you, the reason why I don't remember that is that my wife's done that at least three times. As soon as we sat, she actually, at one point, we were at the movie Temperature. She got up, drove home, changed her clothes, and came back 40 minutes into the movie. Wow. All right. These are the people I surround myself with, everyone. <laughs> I think people freak out when they're in the theaters, and so they like tense up, and their butts just hit pops. And I guess, oh, but you know Wait, what? That's what? why I like to get to a movie early. I like to sit and decompress and prepare myself, or go to one with big, huge seats where you have assigned seating. Oh, Ooh, that you know, the problem is, is the golden. We have one of those here in town. Is, and the problem is now it's everyone's favorite, yeah. so you have to reserve your seat days well, in advance. I didn't have to for Toy Story Four. I got seven seats in a row. Because Whoa. every theater was playing it. Or yeah. every screen That's was playing crazy. it. Yeah, they've been doing that a lot lately. They'll literally drop a bunch of movies just for like the opening weekend and play it on more screens. And I appreciate yeah. that. And Makes that sense. was yeah. That's what I appreciate. That place was them. packed. Yeah. Right on. How was the movie? Good. I think I, I'll see it tomorrow. It is definitely in the middle of Yeah. That's of what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Middle is yeah. good. That's a high yeah. rank. Actually, actually, I'm going to do the intro so we can keep talking about this. This is our new segment called What's on the Docket. (laughs) So we might as well keep going there. What's on the docket? (laughs) Yeah! What you tweaking on? (laughs) Perfect. I love it. That's it. Can we record that and set that to text? I think we just recorded it. Let's get Junky XL in here. I'm glad we did that. So what's on the docket? Basically us kind of going round robin here and kind of talking about what's... I want to be auto-tuned like T-Pain. What's... uh, What's in yes. the queue? Well, what's what on we've the seen recently? What's uh, what's kind of yeah? What are we tweaking on, man? So uh, Toy Story yeah, Four, huh? <laughs> Don't worry, Toy Story Four definitely go. Uh, definitely worth a watch. If you have how five many kids, kids, how many kids did you take? All of them. How much you did it cost? The whole family? All, I said seven seats, man. Did you just trade your minivan for the tickets? What'd you do? <laughs> That's Basically, a whole row. Got a Eighty-five dollars for tickets, which is actually cheap. <laughs> if I was like in uh, New York or someplace, someplace else, you went over a hundo. Yeah, easy. Wow. But with. Uh, Add popcorn. You popcorn, add popcorn and drinks. It was uh, 125 bucks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's not happening. That Over often, half guys. of Howie's children could fit inside a popcorn bucket. But, but how many popcorn buckets did you go? Let through? me tell you, we bought the big popcorn bucket, right? Which the you can get a refill. Bucket. And I'm like, okay, we can get a refill when we go, we just right? Keep passing down. Oh yeah, down. yeah. The whole get a refill when you go thing. Me and my kid. Yeah. She is the size of like of 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 my pinky finger. She is so petite. And we'll sit down and I'll get like eight handfuls and she'll empty that thing and send me to the counter in the middle of the movie. She's like, and she'll tell me right when the movie's starting, Daddy, see how much popcorn's left? Yeah. When it's empty, you're going to get me more. Wow. I'm like, John, like I'm the one eating all of it. You woman, you digging through it like a tremor. <laughs> but yes, we tore through two full buckets. Yeah. Wow. By the end of the movie, we were done. Easy, it. yeah, man. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. But it's oh, that was worth the money there because 
my kids like had a snack for dinner. <laughs> yep, yep, we're taking it easy now. <laughs> Counts as dinner. Here's, here's a here's a protein log. Nibble if you need it. <laughs> oh, but the 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 smile on my youngest face is he's what three and um, is this his first movie? It, yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> and, and he uh, sat through it. Huh? Actually, it's the first movie for the youngest three. Oh wow! Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah they're only four. So. Um, <laughs> Again, how he had a lot right away. Yeah. Like all at the same time. Just boom, but, boom, 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 boom. But like we had these, uh, they got these little containers that we could put popcorn in. And so everyone could have some. And right, right. Refill it. Uh, but he was sitting right next to me and I had the big bucket. And of course, he was so small in these big, huge, massive seats. Yeah. The popcorn bucket sat right next, next to him. him. Isn't great? Have, that's what yeah. I do with my daughter. I'm just like, scoot to one side and you're the popcorn yep. slot. But yeah. Like every 30 seconds to a minute, he'd just look up at me and just smile. It's huge. He was having a blast. That's awesome. He probably ate the most popcorn out of anybody. <laughs> my kid makes herself sick on popcorn. She has nothing in her head that oh, goes, yeah. it's time to stop. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're literally, Lord. your fingers are raw I, because I of the salt. I kind of do that now. Yeah, well, me too. But I mean, she's Boy, little and I'm very much not. All right, Garrick, what you but, tweaking but, on, man? But Oops, sorry. Uh, I did see Ex Machina. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead. I did too. I watched it. You Cast did? Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. Yeah. Um, let's say. Let's say this right off the bat: a much better Oscar Isaac Domhnall Gleeson film than oh man. What okay, I've, no, no, better what I've seen them in previously. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. except, except for Sucker Punch. Maybe made that. Oh yeah, Ooh, Sucker Punch, great. <laughs> yeah. You can't beat that. I didn't even know they were in it. I was in a coma the whole movie. So bad. <laughs> Domhnall Gleeson isn't in that, is he? Not, no, not in Sucker Punch. No. Uh, Poe Dameron is in Sucker Punch. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a that was just a great. Uh, both. Sucker Punch, but yes, it was good. It was good sci-fi, man. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was. We're talking about X Machina. Come on, wait. Did you see it? And the and the the chick from the newest Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, right? Tomb Raider. Laura Croft. That I didn't know. Yeah, she's a robot. She's a robot. Yeah, and moves like a robot. Robot lady. But that was very enjoyable. sci-fi. It was enjoyable. It was dialogue heavy. Which I loved. Minimal whole film. I was ready for it to fall over the cusp of taking itself too seriously because it is super serious, right? And somehow it didn't. No, it really. No, it it had all the tropes of a movie that's taking itself way too seriously, but it, it, it kind of earned it, right? I, yeah, I, 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 the whole time the was ready acting, to not I, like it, but I liked it. I think the reason was is the acting was yeah, solid. The acting, solid. The acting was very good. The premise was great. I, I mm-hmm. like good. I mean, it's 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 basically um, you know, an AI trope, mm-hmm. but it was it was original. It was well done. Um, it wasn't overly, you know, sometimes Isn't it based these, on uh, a Philip K. Dick story loosely because so was I robot. <laughs> Yeah, um, almost almost all sci-fi of that genre is, yeah. is yeah, it's, even if it wasn't, someone will say, "Well, I can tell you how it was." <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. But um, no, it was it was a nice spin. I mean, because sometimes though though that AI stuff is catastrophic, and you know, and yeah. you know, well, I think most people when they think AI, you know, thriller, they think uh, they think Terminator kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, big catastrophe. The the robots mm-hmm. are killing everybody, and that's, or accused of killing it. Right, right, right. Well, that, that might be the sequel to this. You don't know. Yeah, well, that could be. But. Well, I can't wait for the next Terminator. Film. So, but it was it was a lot more contained. I like it when there's a smaller cast, and it's just essentially two people plus the robots. Yeah. Right. So a two, ro- yeah, two and, robots. Yeah, and, and you're not you're not moving around from locale to locale. You're right. in this same it, spot. It's a massive building that mm-hmm. you're in. But yeah, you're you're staying. And it's I, really I, just rooms and hallways. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. 
when they, I mean, when they, ta- I mean, it's a, it's an issue that, that is, is prevalent nowadays with AI seemingly, you know, from some experts saying on the cusp of, of taking off and that type of thing to, to have these kind of movies that foster discussion and thought and all that good stuff. And yeah. I, I thought it was good. It was, yeah. it was, and on that same note, um, have you guys seen the, I am mother yeah, um, I just watched it. I have not Did seen you watch it, it? But I am planning yeah. on seeing it. See, yeah, Garrick brought that up uh, drawing what, last week or two weeks blank. ago. Netflix. Okay, I Am Mother ah. is, is a Netflix movie that just came out. I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. I, I had heard of it too. Uh, Garrick recommended it. I uh, pulled it up, watched it. Awesome. Really? I, it was. It's yeah. in the same vein of Ex Machina, but it's a different. If it's a different spin, and I don't want to give away the spin fair and enough, what the take enough. was. Leave it there. Um. So yeah, spoiler free, but um. Well worth the watch. Again, it's it's a small cast. Um, Hillary Swank is kind of the biggest name in it. I like the Hillary Swank. Um, she was a Karate Kid. Yeah, and yeah, but she's she not was. she's not the lead in the movie, so that was nope. refreshing too. Right. And uh, the one thing I did learn because um, I, I happened across this on YouTube, but um, oh, who's the guy? The dang it, what's who are the two guys that were the Bill Weasley, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Percy dang Jackson, uh, MythBusters, oh. the MythBuster guys. One of the Mythbuster guys, Adam Savage. In, yes, Adam Savage interviewed Jamie the, Lannister. The, <laughs> interviewed the the people Jamie that Long. did the special effects for That's the movie, and uh, apparently the the robot, the the mother robot, was a fully costumed person. I did not know this. Wow! And, I mean, you have to see the weird. movie to really right, right. It was yeah, fully costumed guy, and and they had the actual costume on this little documentary that they had <laughs> on YouTube and. Uh, very interesting. So if you've seen the movie and you're interested in that, look that up too. That was a nice compendium. Wow, that's a good practical thing. Compendium. <laughs> Not compendium, addendum. Chronicle. <laughs> Chronicle. I still yeah. like the word compendium. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, definitely well worth the watch. And uh, yeah, that was one of them that I wanted to bring up. So but, uh, yeah. yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely, definitely cue it up and watch it. So, but back to Garrett. Garrett, anything that you're tweaking on right now? Yeah. Um, both of what you said, I saw both of those movies. Toy Story 4, yeah, it was pretty good. I Am Mother, really good. Um, I, I saw, I just saw Shazam. Did you? Wow. Yeah, I That's still on that my yet. list, too. Shazam. I, just, I, haven't, I haven't done it. I haven't pulled the trigger. Because I'm not, I'm not going to see DC movies in theaters anymore. Nope. I feel let down. <laughs> so yep. maybe Wonder Woman. I might go see Wonder Woman. I'm not spending $125 on <laughs> yeah, DC I'm not, movie. <laughs> I hate to say this. I'm not even sure I'll see Wonder Woman. I, oh, really? yeah. I'm, I'm wow. on the fence. I would have to have like an open docket and just like a reason to get away from yes. the family, yes. which doesn't right. come up very often. Right. That's how I yeah. would do it, too, is yeah. if I had an open Saturday. I'd Like if Mike just, and, if you just up and call me like, dude, yeah. I'm going to see Wonder yeah, Woman. You want in? I'd be like, yeah, okay. I just, I got to be honest with Wonder Woman. I'm a, I'm a little concerned why they keep pushing it off. I, I don't. Yeah, I know. Right. That. As that's much scared, as I enjoyed the that first, scares film. me a little bit. Right. Yeah. Not that I don't have confidence in the actress and the, and the writer and the director, but uh, I don't also, know. Also, I mean, what do you what do you know about the film? Uh, almost nothing. Doesn't that freak you out a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, obviously, Wonder Woman 1984 sniffing. gives I'm you these wafts of uh, fragrance. Yeah, of we're getting a special shit. segment uh, <laughs> that's coming up in addition to the one we're doing now. And how he's oh, prepping. I see. Is yeah. that what we're doing here? Yep. <laughs> All right, Corey, anything that you're uh, Honest on? to God, for the first time I've ever been a part... Is this the first time we've done this? Did you guys do it? With one we did it last no, week. I did it while I was dead. Um, <laughs> I, I, Which, again, by the way, I'm glad you I, Thank you. <laughs> I also am glad that I was drawn from the grave. I, uh, I am tweaking on 
as little as I have ever tweaked on in my entire life. Uh, I've been very busy with work. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to kind of step away sometimes. It, it sucks. That, well, I mean, stepping away for me right now would be to be tweaking on a bunch of stuff, right? I would love, but I've just haven't been in the right headspace. So I can say that we've still got two episodes or one episode left of Chernobyl. Good stuff. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I have that. That's, worth, on, that's on the docket that too. Is worth yeah. every penny. How he watched all of Chernobyl since I convinced him to watch it. I, watched, <laughs> I haven't finished. It I like yet. literally watched it in three nights. Yeah, I couldn't oh, do that. I would cut open no. a vein and bleed. How many episodes? Five, five, seven? five, five. Uh, yeah. over an hour each. Oh, oh yeah. And and it's heavy, heavy, very heavy. heavy I couldn't stuff. stop watching, it. which is why we haven't finished it. We haven't had a night where we've been willing to tackle another heavy. I've heard discuss people talking about it, discussions, the sacrifices. The I mean, there's just that that series seems so layered. It is, and what it does is, you know, there's arguments about the authenticity of some of it, but it's like, okay, it's it's more or less movified, sure, but at the same time, for a movie or miniseries representation, it's as accurate as anything's ever going to be. Yeah. And um, except the one that Russia's putting out. Oh yeah, the Russian one. That they're going to counter this one. The other thing is what it will do. It's nothing. Is, nothing happened. I think, I think it's what? important. Uh, even in the first episode, I think what it, what it serves to do. I, one of the problems I think we have in the West is understanding the perspective of countries that are not part of the West. I'm not a sympathizer of militants or anything like that. I'm not. But at the same time, I understand how they happen. And because we assume everybody thinks like us, and I think this movie does a good job. If you're one of those people who always holds everybody to your own standards, watch this movie and or watch this series. And the first episode, you'll see how the thinking is completely different and why. And I think that is an incredibly valuable perspective for people to have in, in today's world. Yeah. And, and, and that alone, I mean, forget the fact that it's so well executed. Oh my God. Gosh, and the, and the acting is. I've always been fascinated with the Chernobyl story. I've always followed blogs of people who did like you know their little jogging ventures, or yes, like they either right. snuck in or got a pass and yep. took photos from like you know the three feet that they were allowed to walk within right. and stuff. I uh, went there. You went to Chernobyl. Warfare. Yeah, modern warfare. Oh, oh yeah, that's good. That's good that, 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 that you were there right. in modern warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, uh, so for me, it's like oh, oh yeah. My wife knew almost nothing. And so she became fascinated She's and started almost, actually doing a little bit of reading on her own, which sure. it takes a lot to get her to actually get interested enough to research anything. Now, are you old bag. enough to remember when that happened? Because I'm a little bit older very, than you guys, so I remember. I very, it's 86, right? Vividly, 86? Yeah. Very vaguely. I would have been... I was sixth grade at that Yeah, time. I would have been six or seven years old. I remember there being TV... Like, I remember all of the news being on all the time. Yeah. And I remember like all of the chaos. Like I remember the general sense of something has happened. We know it's happened. We can sense it's happened. Here's some pictures of it. And we, but we're not getting any details out of Russia. Right. I remember that it was a Russian thing. I remember the, the, the TV. And I was at an age where it scared the hell out of me because yeah. we would watch the news and they would have graphics of radiation coming over the North pole into America. I mean, yeah. and we're, in wow. Indiana, yeah, you know, we're in northern United States. That was something we were afraid of. Well, if you were afraid then, you should watch and see how maybe afraid you should have been. Really? Wow. Oh, hours. my God. Hours away from world from annihilation. From global <laughs> annihilation. Not a joke. And wow. and they explain it. 
And it is if that's if that part of it is even remotely true, it's sure. like and most wow. everybody wanted to sweep it under the rug. Yeah, they were just trying. To, the only reason they came, they even said, "Yeah, something happened," is because they were already detecting the radiation as far away as Sweden and stuff like that, and they knew that the American spy planes were taking pictures. That's the only reason they even admitted it. In fact, people say there's probably way other nuclear incidents that happened in Russia that we never knew about because we weren't detecting the radiation, and they never admitted anything to wow. even their own people. Even then. Yeah. Even then, what you were seeing on the news was probably more, well, guaranteed more than what Russians were seeing. Sure. Because oh, the, the people who lived nearby weren't being told. Right. Right. Oh, a different, not a different time. I'm not even going to say that. It's just a different perspective and different values. And right. people, we need to, we need to expose ourselves to that because right. we assume way too much that we should hold everybody else up to our own lens. Yes. Right. For either whether that lens is to a higher standard or to a lower standard. Sure. Right. Both you just are need to understand and very real. Right. You need to understand that people, yes, view the world in dif from <clears throat> different perspectives, different lenses. From their very nature. Right. Some people, the right. different parts of the world are very different. And if we want to pretend we're all the same, we're not. Yeah, nope. We nope. may have all the same. Not at all. We may all have the same intrinsic value. Sure. Right. As human beings, we all have the same value, but that does not mean we all value the same. Absolutely. The same things. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I'm, anyhow, look, I'm looking forward to that too. I, if if you want to know how heavy this is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're hearing us talk about this kind of stuff, right? Rather than like boobs and 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 I don't know wieners. Um, so, other than that, the only thing I've been really watching uh, is uh, is we're rewatching uh, Band of Brothers, of course. Yes, uh, we started on Memorial Day, and we've just been like we're, moving we're in and out of it again. Still, have never watched Band of Brothers. Dude, I'm going to punch you in is the wrong face with you. Dude, it's it's some of the best. It's some of the best television ever made. I know. I got to get motivated. I'm just not. There's I mean, nothing like, to what, get motivated episodes? about. Eight episodes. Eleven. Is it, wait, is it HBO? Is yeah. this something I can pop on on HBO? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As, what is it produced by Spielberg and, and Tom Hanks? Yes. Uh, it is the is to me the best World War II there is. The best representation. And they, and they, yeah, and they have the Pacific, which is good. The Pacific it's is just good, not as but, good of a story. Yeah, let me, let me ask you. And this. it's also way more depressing because the yes. Pacific was oh, very, it's very bad. So depressing. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this about Band of Brothers. Band of uh, is well, it's it all as graphic as like Private Ryan? Not quite. And it's, yes. The, okay. It's because the reason more I, realistic. Yeah. The reason I ask is my seventh grade daughter. Has expressed interest in World absolutely, War II. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And watch I want it. to, and I want to expose her to some things. Absolutely. So I, I told, sure I told my eight-year-old, my eight-year-old. I said, "We're going to watch this. You're going to hear language that you know is bad, but you need to know that it was a product of the time and the situation. And you're going to see some things that are a little scary, but you need to know that these are the things that your, you know, your great grandparents lived through. Right. You know." And uh, and uh, and she she was good for a couple episodes, and then she needed to take a break. Sure. And it wasn't for any other reason than like she just couldn't keep track of who everybody was. Yeah, There's so sure. many people in it. Right. But um, whereas and I see, okay, you're talking to someone who doesn't like Saving Private Ryan that much. It right. is not very high on my list. When I saw Saving Private Ryan with my dad, who is a vet, right? Okay, not a World War II vet. I'm not you, Mike. Um, oh, got it. Uh, I'm sorry. I meant civil. Mike, war. I meant civil Mike war. is a civil war. Uh, civil war yeah. <laughs> Mike fought. Mike fought Wait, with which, Napoleonic which civil war. Um, <laughs> so, like, uh, we saw Saving Private Ryan, and both of us were kind of like, we're like, that was good, but we were uncomfortable because 
there was the weird over dramatization. Like, okay, right out of the gates, Normandy land, beach landing, right on Omaha Beach, and you got the dude with no arm looking around and picking up his arm, walking right. like stuff like that, where it was like, look, look kind at of- how, look, it, it's almost like Madman esque when it's almost, it's not overstating it, but it's rubbing. It's almost it. like it's, it's, it's making a spectacle. Of yeah, it. it's yeah. Sure. Thank you, thank right. you. It's it's spectacalizing it. <laughs> <laughs> and Band of Brothers, I feel, does that in. No ways. I mean, you see somebody lose their legs. Yeah. But it's not like that. It's not like dramatic. It's literally like, where are my legs? Where are my effing legs? Like, or a lot of times you don't see it happening until the. And then somebody walks up and is like, oh. And they're like, what? Why are you looking at me like that? And they look down, like, oh, the part where Donnie Wahlberg gets shot in the crotch. And he's bleeding from the crotch yeah. and he's looking down. The medic comes up. He's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And Donnie Wahlberg's sitting there and he's looking down and he's, and he sees his eyes and he's looks back down to the crotch. And he looks up and Donnie Wahlberg's just staring at his own crotch. And he's like, <laughs> the dude rips open the hole. He goes, you're okay. <laughs> Cause he doesn't know anything. He's been shot. His adrenaline's running high, but all he's worried about is, did I just get my dick shot off? <laughs> but, wow. it's, but there's no words. He's just looking panicked at his crotch and the guy just reaches in and goes, you're going to be all right. <laughs> wow. Wow. There's it, it's wow. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this an though. Amazing. Show. Um we watched this a year or two ago with uh Mackenzie. Mackenzie yeah. and she was seventh grade. Right. About time when and she handled it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like I was, said, out of the blue, she just approached me and said, I you know, this year we're gonna be studying World War II and I'm looking forward to it. I was like, Wow, okay. I, uh, Band of Brothers I to me is the best exposure to yeah. the to the to the Western Europe European or I'm sorry, yeah, the Western Front in Europe that and any when it comes to movies and TV shows, it's the best there's ever the, done. The, ever done. I would watch the Pacific first in the, before you decide if that's something that sure. She should yeah, watch, Pacific is different. Right, right, right. That's a that's a higher mental game. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. you mean you watch a Pacific second? No, no. I'm saying he's if saying he wants watch to show it before it. I show it to my daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah, screen the Pacific. <laughs> right. Yeah, because of the nature of the war in the Pacific. Yes, it, that it one gets terrible. super right. graphic. Oh, I bet. I bet, but uh, but yeah, this is all just about Easy Company, and and it, oh man, phenomenal. So anyway, Great. anyway, that's that's real. I've been playing video games. That's what I've been doing. Space video games. Playing so the space there engineers. Go. There you go. Hopefully, we give you guys some ideas to yeah. check out. So, uh, what about Garrick? I'll s- we talked Garrick. Did we? Yeah. Did you tweak on some stuff? Okay. Same stuff that we did. Kind yeah. of ex machina. Because and I am mother. We're all three cool, unlike you. Yeah, I just want to be sure. <laughs> you know, I don't like it when Garrett gets excluded from stuff. <laughs> right? Did I introduce him in this episode? I don't, remember. I don't know. Probably yeah, not. Maybe. Yeah. You, you right. forget every time. Yeah. Also in the news this week, uh, Adam Sandler and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Ooh! That's my Adam Sandler impression. <laughs> now I'm excited go. about Ooh, this. What this he's gonna this go uh, Look at me. I'm crazy cup hand. <laughs> I got a cup on my hand. <laughs> And I'm crazy. You're talking about Canteen Boy? <laughs> oh, Canteen Boy. Oh, yabba dabba Oh, those are some of my favorite skits. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. You see yes, Canteen Boy? The- <laughs> 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 Randomly laughs. Rips his shirt open. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, man. You could not do that now. No. God, and I wish you could. Now, I would, but- no. Hell no. Are you kidding me? Anyway, Adam Sandler in the news this week. Um, yes, I'm going to do some do some setup here. So Adam Sandler, for those who have are fans of his or maybe even have lost touch, um, you know, since his, <laughs> him and I had a falling in since his, <laughs> well, yeah. since his heyday at, at the movie theater, he has signed a contract. He actually produces movies now for directing to Netflix. Yeah, right. Exclusive. So he deal. has done. 
a number of them. Yep. And he was got, that Dustin Hoffman one was that he was in. Was that Netflix only? Um, I, I, I think I don't think that was one of these films. I think it was picked up or bought by Netflix, but I could um, be wrong. That wasn't bad. No, that it was. It was. Bad. That was definitely an interesting watch. That was yeah. just more of a serious film. So he he does all these movies for Netflix now, and he's got this contract. And he he got paid an exorbitant amount of money. Huge amount of everyone, money. Everyone, when the deal went down, went, is Netflix <laughs> stupid? Right. And I was like, but mm, they're real, yeah, yeah, I don't think they're as stupid as some people give them credit. Or, I mean, because even the bad stuff, they've even admitted this. Yeah. The stuff that's just crap. Just his oh, name. That, that Western was terrible, yeah, but I the, still ridiculous, it. the ridiculous it so six. Bad. Exactly right. Everybody's got it in their queue. Yeah. Everybody watches it. Yeah. Even though it's dumb as hell. Yeah. It's it still gets watched. Twilight acting like he's got some sort of mental disability. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm in. Well, um, apparently uh he has just released a new one with Jennifer Aniston. Right. And it's, I can't uh, wait to watch this. It is a murder I, mystery. Right? I know. I'm very excited about it. And it's this called one. Murder, murder Mystery. mystery. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't beat around the bush with that. <laughs> Not at all. Um, you anyway, don't know what this is about? I just read an article on Cinema Blend, and they basically mm, said, and I, I, same thing, when this started hitting the news cycle, you know, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. You mm-hmm. know, he got Jennifer Aniston to do this with him and blah, blah, blah. So, I, I even I before I read this article was kind of oh cool and I have it I already have it in my queue it's queued up. Um, anyway, this article goes on to say that uh, this is a huge hit. They're already talking about a sequel and that what a, nearly one third mm-hmm. of Netflix subscribership has watched this movie have already. Watched already, the movie. it's only been one a few third. Weeks, right? One third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're talking like well, three. No. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. Adam Sandler does not have to have a great movie to be likable. Right. And people are comfortable. They trust Adam Sandler trust to Adam not Sand- make a- them deal with stuff they don't want to deal with. Sure. That's true. Yeah. You're right. I I really believe that's the core of the issue. It's like Adam Sandler has always been a nice guy. He's always made nice guy movies. Even, you know, uh, little Nikki, notwithstanding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that movie. I walked out of that movie. That's one of the three movies in my life I've walked out of. Because I was like, this is so bad. I don't even just, it wasn't that I was offended. I just didn't want to sit there anymore. It was so bad. I wanted to leave. The funny thing is I didn't see in the theater, but I I remember popping it or playing it one night. Same thing. I, I got 20 minutes in. I'm like. Wow, this yeah. is garbage. Yeah, it, I mean, it's like sh- like Holmes and Watson level garbage. <laughs> I, oh, that, uh, that movie but, has a uh, Chancellor Valorum in it. Oh, does it? Murder mystery, yeah. Oh, murder mystery does. Okay, yeah, yeah. but that's but, but yeah, Adam Sandler. It's it, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying he doesn't take risks or anything. I, I'm not even insinuating that. I'm just saying that people trust him. The people trust him. Like, all right, you're gonna make me giggle a little bit, you know, and I don't, and I might laugh a lot. Either way, let's let's do this. And I I do. I've seen now. Like, what was the Cobbler? Is the other Adam Sandler right, not yeah, you're not quite that. comedy that I really like a lot. I really that actually, movie is weird. Actually, I'm going to update that. I'm looking at the actual numbers right now. Um, Netflix has nearly 31 million subscriber accounts, wow. and it has been viewed uh, 13 and a half million times. That's almost 43. percent Wow. <laughs> Wow. And I'm gonna be adding to it because yeah, I haven't me watched too. it yet. Me Maybe too. Watch oh, it. That's something else, man. But Is it that good? I watched the or trailer did... and I'm like, wow, that is, looks it looks yeah, very it good. It looks interesting legit. and yeah. different, and it's not his Here's typical thing. goofball comedy. Adam right. Sandler, you trust. Jennifer Aniston, you lust. There you go. <laughs> you <laughs> have to trust in the lust. She's 106. She'll still be hot. Best way to <laughs> you always have to trust the lust. Mm-hmm. 
Trust and the Lust. That's <laughs> all you need. That's a good movie, The Trust and the Lust, yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty sweet. Good stuff. So yeah, if you're interested in that, I'd uh, I'd queue it up as well. Why not? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, why not? We got to lose. You already got the subscription. Right. Exactly. It's all good. It's that's all good. What, that's what Netflix is good for. Actually, I've been <laughs> coming to this realization recently. I think I brought this up on Discord that you know, the, a night out at the movies. We were talking about how expensive it was and stuff yeah. like that. Really, I mean, it's really coming down to. I mean, like, um content creators like Netflix and, and things like that are producing. Well, the I am mother is a great example. That is really good. Well, not, not just well conceived, but well executed mm-hmm. sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Good production I, quality. It was high production quality. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's rivals anything that you would see in a theater. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like the Will Smith cop movie. That was like shadow run with the, sure, orc right, dude. right. I know Garrick didn't like it as much, but I did. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. But I mean that's and and it's a little more Alter experimental carbon. and yeah ultra yeah, carbon. carbon. I mean there's just good stuff right now and it really that's it's the wave of the future. I mean I I don't know I, <laughs> the wave of the future. <laughs> Say goodbye to your antennas, well, your bunny ears. The future is now. It's not. Oh, it's man. not that I think that that the cinema is going away entirely, but it's it's changing. Let's it face it. This well, summer, that's why you got people like Steven Spielberg who are mad and don't want things that like they don't want like streaming movies to be included in like. Uh, in like Numbers, award shows right, and stuff right, like right. that, because they don't want it to count because you they're like, well, it's not released in theaters. It shouldn't count. Screw them. Though, and I'm man. like, you know what? <laughs> if, uh, if, if you guys didn't choke the theaters for every dollar yes, yes. and they didn't overcharge me for a subpar experience because the sound's broken, maybe uh, I would go to the theater and the lack of creativity. My God. Yeah, I mean, they the are blockbuster milking, printing. Yeah. They are milking these franchises. I hope it's they do awful. another Ant-Man movie. I seriously do though. <laughs> yeah. Ant-Man 3, baby. <laughs> Bring in black ant. That's right. But, but he's really serious, seriously, though, black. I mean, this year, this year in particular is a good example. I mean, the, I the box, it. almost everything that's come Ooh, out that's a blockbuster it. this year, even Toy Story 4, we were talking about this a little bit uh, uh, before we started cast, casting tonight, that even Toy Story 4, though it's profitable and yeah. the numbers look good, is well below expectation. Yep. Well below. The future is now. Exactly what how he said. <laughs> I <know>? mean, <laughs> people are already going, I got stuff to watch well, in a controlled environment <laughs> yep. where my food doesn't cost a fortune. Yep. I can get I can, I can in pause. bed with my wife. I can take I can pause and, and take a pee. Uh, and, yes. and, oh, guess what? My 5.1 to 7.1 surround sound sounds way works better. and w- <laughs> sounds infinitely better than the garbage yep. in these theaters where you're letting 15-year-olds dick with all the equipment. Right. Right or not, and then yeah, and some <laughs> asshole surfing his phone in front of you, you know, yeah, or or God forbid, and, there's a jump scare or anything like that, and the in the 18 year old kid with the long legs behind you is a seat kicker, so you get yep. like practically seat knocked kicker. out of your seat, <laughs> but only if they're 18. Yeah, <laughs> it's always some kid around 18. All right, 18, a so. new cycle would not be complete if we didn't cover some Star Wars news. Star so, Wars, uh, Marvel, Star Wars in the news this week. What? I like and, Star Wars uh, Marvels. Marvel. I like those is, Marvels. Uh, we've talked, we've talked, uh, I Marvels. think a couple weeks ago at least what about some of the titles that have been coming out and uh, we're getting ready to do an arc changeover on the main title. And oh, yeah. um, right now the big news though is uh, all the other stuff that's coming out right now, right? <clears throat> They've got these age of what we've done, age of rebellion, age of the Republic. And now we yep. have age new of announcements mm-hmm. regarding <laughs> age of innocence. <laughs> we have the new age of the resistance titles that have been announced. What? Now. So if you're interested in that, be sure to check them out. But, uh, how about uh, that? Rose Tico, I, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 
I, you're going right where I wanted to go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So one of the titles they announced, yeah, is a Rose Tico title. Wait, wait, wait. Just a one-off? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. One-off. Right now they're doing one-offs, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, for whatever reason, they've, like I said, they're, they're pretty doing, hit or miss. They're doing Age of Republic, Age mm-hmm. of Age of Rebellion, Age of Resistance. So did any of you buy the Dozen Roses? <sighs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't buy the Valentine's Day. Right. Yeah, no. Did not do that. But I don't know. I mean, I don't, I guess... Derek can chime in on here on some of this stuff, but I, my opinion on this, Howie, that means you and I, me shut up. I know. No, no, no. Please shut do. up, Howie. But I don't know that you guys read the comics and have much to contribute. Up, so I want to oh, solicit you. Yeah, Howie, opinion. we don't contribute. <laughs> <laughs> I, some of these, I, I haven't got, I, I ha, admittedly, so I haven't got into these one offs yet. I'm still catching up on some oh, of my serial stuff. And mm-hmm. I know we've discussed this in a couple weeks ago that, I mean, Garrick mentioned that, what, some of these are good. Other ones are kind of, eh. yeah, they're, they're hit or miss. Right. Uh, yeah. The, and I don't, I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out, I mean, they're just, it feel to me, it feels like they're just trying to sell comics and yeah, not really give uh, much. Some of them, it seems like, but some of them are actually kind of entertaining, I guess. Like the, the Luke one was pretty good. And, uh, because he had his, for some reason, he had his green lightsaber in that one. So I'm not exactly sure when it took place. I huh. think it was prior to, to uh, Return of the Jedi. Like uh, what, in the two minutes before Return of the Jedi? <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. That's when he made the yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, right. Right yeah. before he goes to Jabba's Palace. Yeah, pretty oh. much right before that. So that, yeah. that was cool. And then the Jabba one was actually pretty good because... Uh, basically, it's this huge scheme by Jabba, which you don't realize till the end, and uh, the reveal was was pretty remarkable. Spoiler: but, uh, Some of them are terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any cool. with vampires in it? Yes, they all have vampires. Sweet. That's the theme. Have the you read? Theme. They I mean, all feature Anna Faris's likeness. Ah. Yes, I haven't, Garrick. I haven't been to the comic shop for a couple of weeks. Have any of these Resistance titles come out? And have you read any of them? Uh, no, they haven't come out yet. Okay. They're still they're still in the Age of Rebellion currently. Gotcha. Um, I think they just dropped Vader, maybe. Okay. I'll have to, I I can't remember. So anyway, but, yeah, uh, one, some yet. of the some of the titles that they and I, I don't know. I I'm having a hard time keeping up. That they've just been releasing so many titles lately. Like I said, to keep up, and then my interest level has just been waning. Yeah, you I don't just, have an ongoing thing to pull you along. Well, I mean, I have Afra's still going, right. and the main title's oh, still yeah. going, and those, for the most part, have my attention. They have their ups and downs. Yeah, um, Afra's getting good though. Like, yeah, yeah. They started a brand new arc where she's met like the, I guess, Republic uh, Black Ops division. Have you guys of, figured out re- that Afra's going to end up being Rose and her sister's mom? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Stop Probably. it. <laughs> yeah. So she made the rebellion black ops people. So that was that's kind of a cool arc, I suppose. Trying to build a big weapon of some sort. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And Tolvin yeah. is part of that group now, right? Yep, Tolvin's there. She's yeah. a rebel now. Yeah, she's a rebel. Going, we're going deep. Yeah, but anyway, I, I guess my point is, is I'm losing <laughs> I'm losing some interest in some of these, and especially with some of these resistance titles. You know, like the Rose Tico. I mean, I. I, I get She's it. She's one of the main characters now, whether well, or not well, that, that Ryan Johnson writing was she, trash. But that's, she's not really, dude. She's not going to hardly be in, in the Skywalker one at all. You think that? No, that's what they've said. So, 
I, I don't get it. They I don't, I don't it understand. Well, and I'm like I said, she's Lando from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> they've got they've got some other serials that we've they've released. For example, that they're doing this Tie Fighter thing right now, which is a companion to the Alphabet Squadron novel that's coming out. Right. And uh, I just read the first one, and I'm just like. It's kind yeah, of snooze fest for me. Dude, I They're saw so many people on Twitter jagging themselves so hard about Alphabet Squadron. And I was like, the title alone turns me <laughs> off. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I, I agree 100% on that. I hate but to say it, but. It's supposed to be like a new X-Wing, you know, series. Right. Uh, novel, but in real canon. And uh, uh, Aaron Olsen. We'll dead. see how Can't that goes. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, brother. And they won't I just stack pull a call for some reason. Yeah, stack pull and Alston. We need, so uh, how this is stack pull is active on Twitter. That man's still writing like a madman. Yeah, how this uh, how this this Alphabet Squadron is working is Alphabet Squadron is a novel series, and then the comics, uh, the Alphabet Squadron is from the Rebellion perspective, and I guess the Tie Fighter comics are the same universe, happenings. Yeah, same happenings from the Empire's perspective. Okay, and this is the weird thing for me. And and this is probably controversial for some people, but the the weird thing for me on the M- imperial side is <laughs> is what I would term forced forced diversity, which yeah. is weird for me. I yeah, I still don't Empire, get why we keep trying to make the space Nazis diverse. Yes, I, I don't understand. That, that, right I, to me, I grew up. You know, seeing the empire as the evil ones, yeah. so they give preference to the humans. And hey, the it's racist to say right. that you can't have diversity be evil. It's it's so <laughs> weird to me that it is it's because like, literally, I mean, every, I mean, there are. It's just it is like is fifty percent even with all the characters all the way down the line. I remember it just when, feels when so I found weird. out that Darth uh, Darth Darth Plagueis was a a Powan back in the day. I was like, oh. he's immune. Oh. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. he's a. Utapowan, he's he's um he was from Utapow, but he's immune from Munalist. I guess I thought he was a Powan. Anyway, I was disappointed. I'm like, oh what? I mean, and I mean, he's an alien. I mean, like, shouldn't he be? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just aren't aren't we the bad guys? <laughs> I, I guess for me, I, I guess people that love. I'm used to being the bad guy. <laughs> I guess people that you know that are younger that love the new stuff and which is fine and everything to them I mean, I'm sure it just feels natural. Yeah, sure, and and that's fine. I guess I'm just so used to how the universe was laid out before. It's really hard for me to kind of, with, with the exception of I'm mean, like I said, they still I think they do good with the Afro title and I think they do good with the main title, but some of this other stuff is just it's not hitting with me. I don't yeah. know. I mean, if you show me a World War II movie, uh, but in this one, here's a Nazi officer who's a who's a a, a, a gay black Jewish man. I'd yeah. be like, mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I mean, okay, <laughs> right? Like, but why? Right. It seems to dis. I mean, okay. It just takes away from the evilness of it, and, and yeah, it's and like again, yeah, part of that is what painted those strokes. Part of that right. was the coloring uh, was the coloring of the evil is that they were homogenous. It doesn't matter that they were white men. It right. doesn't matter what, you know what I mean? It's but, that they are homogeneously evil. Well, and that's what made like, like characters from the old legends, like Icehard and mm-hmm. like some of the females. It made them the stand out because they could go toe to toe with these right. evil homogenous dudes and right. a totally misogynist. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It just, it just it had it made more, those characters great. It had more impact and weight to it to yeah. me. Yeah, but. now now it's kind of like, oh well, we got to give everybody a lollipop, right, right. no matter. And I'm not talking about the audience members. I'm talking about the characters. Every character gets a lollipop, and I'm just like, I, I'm okay if a character just 
effing sucks. Right. You know, like I, I, I if this dude's just horrible. I don't care. Right. You know, but right. but when you definitely when you see it, and we used to talk about back in the day, like diversity for its own sake, ha, in 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 entertainment media has a has its place. Yes. And it has a lot of. Places. I am I am all for it. And I, I mean, I'm don't literally wrong, saying diversity. I'm, that's what I'm, I'm saying, not saying. I'm saying diversity, even only because we want it to be diverse, is most of the time fine. Yes. But when it's the evil things that are already established to have been a homogenous like thing, right. or that homogeny lends toward its creepiness, I don't. I, I that's when I fail to see the point. I'm like, eh, okay, yeah. right, whatever. Right. I guess when you're when it, when it be, when it feels like the statement is more important than the story. When it feels like, like eh. since Disney bought Star Wars, more of the major Imperial characters are female in every non movie. I know. In every non-movie, every Imperial, except for like one major one, has been a female. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, the thing is, yeah. it's like when it happened back in the day, it was badass. Yes. Right. And it was something to be celebrated. Like, it was this chick is and... evil, but she's a badass. Now right. it's just like, it's like, oh, everybody's, they're just another one that's angry. <laughs> I mean, they're all, they're not, none of them are written well enough actually, to do the difference justice. Actually, Does that make even, sense? Actually, they're not even angry anymore. If you read those comics yeah, that I'm reading, they're all fine. They're all nice people. Yeah. <laughs> they're just trying to get by. And, yeah. Which, yeah. which could be an, a cool angle to yeah, go I mean, with. Yeah, because if you, you want to do like a little enemy mind kind of a thing. Where but like, still, oh, you're it's a person just too. so. That brings me back to Chernobyl. It's just so <laughs> yeah. formulaic that it's just it's so vanilla. And we there's, got there's so much there. to get to tonight. Let's leave these Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know why you guys us. are going down this road. You know, this is why we tried to stop talking about Star Wars all the time because we can't stop. That's all I had for new. Oh man, that means it's Whoa. time for the Parkers by the week. What again? It's crazy. That was crazy. I don't know if y'all know this. But the people from the National Lampoon and the people from the early the early SNL were pretty much a lot of the same people. Oh yeah. And as a result, the originally National Lampoon the Animal House was supposed to be Dan Aykroyd playing D Day, Brian Doyle Murray playing Hoover, Bill Murray playing Boone, and Chevy Chase playing Otter. What? I don't believe you. That's not true. That's impossible. Star Wars. <laughs> well, that was from Star Wars. Tonight's conversation, we're say. talking about John Belushi. You're going to find out maybe a little more about exactly how possible that may have been. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I got to get serious for a moment. Oh, no. Aww. Before What's we start happening? talking about the, the tragically young comedian who died of drug overdose, uh, we need to get serious. Because <laughs> that's just going to be a laugh riot. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, our, our, our initial Better Kinds flagship podcast initially was uh, was was a podcast called Better Kind Gamecast. Um, May rest in priest. Yeah, priest, and, which became press priest. play to save. <laughs> rest in your priest. And uh, that podcast no longer is with us, but we've had several Fly Casual listeners over time request that we bring a segment to Fly Casual that used to be a sometime segment on Press Play to Save, which was. What's in Howie's mouth? What's in it? Whoa. I gotta know. What's I've never mouth? been part of one What's of these. What's in your mouth, Howie? You even found the music. Uh-huh. I actually already had it on the soundboard for some reason. <laughs> we must have used it. <laughs> I. Uh, that's right. Uh, just today, I mean, I've, th I've had this at the back of my mind for a while because, like I said, several people requested. Just today on the way home, I stopped 
at a gas station. As and, you do. Like you do, getting the big old Coke Zero, right? And uh, no. was, I needed Coke Zero to wash the pain of the day away, Ugh. like you do. And uh, so I, I... Tequila works better. What I saw... Especially in the car. Was uh, a row of a row of Uts potato chips. Uts is a oh, brand. Yeah. Yep, good, Uts. good brand. Which I always laugh on TV, like on on, on all the old NBC shows. They always had the potato chip brand Let's, yeah. and it was like it's like Lay's and Uts, but it's Let's. And yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway. would it be Lutz? What's that? Uts no. and and Lay's, and it was Lutz. 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 Would be e. Lutz. Lutz. But there's Lutz. No e in what there. character is named Lutz? Lutz would be the dude from uh, from Thirty Rock. Thank you. Yeah. 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 He has his own chips. And so anyhow, they were five a for a dollar. Uh, uh, they were a dollar a piece, like five for five bucks each chip. Uh, no, each Whoa. like each multiple serving. Those are expensive bag. chips. I'm like, these are some cheap chips. I'm gonna grab some, no. and they have all these wacky flavors. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a little "What's in Howie's Mouth," where Howie has to eat a chip and then guess what flavor Ooh. the chip is. I hope there it's pea flavored. So Howie, before you uh, lies a plate of chips, and they are numbered. Be very gentle when you move it because they are placed specifically on the plate. And you can't sniff them. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm already. He's already them been sniffing. I'm, I'm not even near them, and I can smell them. So there is a number in the middle of the plate by each one, and you must go in order. The order provided, starting with number one. Whoa. If you will, Howie, please. Uh, you can. I mean, you can bring them closer to you, so you can be close to your mic, and we can hear Eat that sweet crunch. But just don't let them slide around. Too much. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're looking for. We, we want to like straight up here, like Josh yeah. eating these chips in a microphone. Let me just say, these working. are very odiferic. Yes, they are odiferous. <laughs> odiferous indeed. I like odiferic as in smells good and terrific. Mm -hmm. So, Howie, chip number one, if you would, please. I believe this is chip. Drummer, please. Chip number one. Brrr. All right. Mmm, it's delicious. Yeah. We've got Utz brand potato Sounds chips. delicious. What is it? I wonder where all Utz is available. Is it just the Midwest? Uh. Maybe even just around here? I don't even know. I don't know. Mm. My mom started buying them, though. I know. When, when, I, I, moved, when I moved down here, everybody ate Seifert's, and I thought those were garbage chips, and I was not upset. Oh, Seifert's it is our almost place. has a sour cream and onion flavor, but mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. quite. Right. Okay. Oh, so boy. Guesses? Um... No. Okay, but I'm going to give you credit on that one because guess what? That one is simply French onion. Oh, there we go. Ooh, well done, French sir. Onion. All like, right. Nice. I, like, I, I can't quite tell. It's here, not, Mike, hand so. me the bell. Hand me the bell. Oh, there you go. Hand me the bell down here. This is why we actually originally purchased the bell. <laughs> it was for like the goofy segments we used to do on that show. All right. That's number one. Number two. Number two. Chip number two. It has uh, speckles. Ooh. Some kind of uh, flavoring. Don't sniff it. Eat it. I'm not sniffing. Don't sniff. Mm. Um, vinegar. Oh yeah. Um, pickle. That's right. Dill pickle. Dill pickle. Dill pickle. Dill pickle. How do you get that? Uts potato chip. I've and I kind of have a drink in between. You can have a drink. You can do a palate cleanser. There you go. You need it. Oh, a little man. bit of tea. That, that's actually pretty good. We can get you some option. ginger. <sighs> number three. Number three. Chip number three. Come on. Sour cream. Yeah. And? Hmm. Hmm. Sour cream. Sour cream. 
I can't tell if I'm not tasting onion. Because you already because tasted I had the onion. Pickle. Yeah, <laughs> the fringe onion. I'm going to give you credit. Sour cream and onion. That was okay. a straightforward sour cream and onion. <laughs> oh, I'm classic. Like, easy. If yep. there's an onion there, it's not very strong or yep. it's uh, covered up by the other chips. Yep. We've got two chips left, listeners, to find Come out on. what all is in Howie's mouth. Mm. Mm. What's next? Number four? Number four looks a little more staunt. Yeah, it's got the wavy. Yeah. The wavy stuff. Oh, wavy. All the rest of them are ridged. Wavy. Mm. Interesting. These, some of these flavors are so similar that I couldn't believe they had them. <laughs> I'm tasting more vinegar. Ooh. Salt and vinegar? No. No. But it's not mm. quite sour cream, is it? No. I can't I can't place this one. Oh, that one's a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, this flavor is actually pretty straightforward, but I'm thinking after all the one, maybe I should have started with this one. <laughs> Buttermilk Ranch. Oh, okay. Oh, Buttermilk whoa. Ranch. That, that puts so it there. Mine now now <laughs> let's let's go. You've had French onion, sour cream and onion, which is ranch, buttermilk ranch, and dill pickle. We have one chip. Left. Which looks completely different than the rest of them. Oh, Why that's a that? good Why sign. Is How is it different? It is a a a more of an orangish tinge to it. Oh. It's not ridged. Oh, yeah. We got a regular chip. It's like, yeah. Straight up orange regular chip. Regular chip. There we go. Straight up orange chip. Here you go. Um, It's a barbecue. Oh, disc. barbecue. <laughs> How his face is precious. He's like looking up like a confused puppy. He's like, <laughs> well, you say, Howie? Barbecues. Well, all I can taste is a barbecue. Can you phone flavor. a friend? Phone a friend yeah. and have Mike eat one. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh. Eat one, Mike. It's, I, I can I guarantee can you it's not a butt tea flavored chip. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, by this time, I'm like, my yeah, your palate's all. <laughs> Mike's got a confused puppy look, too. Good, I'm not the only They're one. both perplexed. Is that barbecue? That is a very light barbecue. It's not a sweet barbecue at all. No. It would be like yeah. more of a mesquite. I think I think maybe you're probably tasting a little old bay seasoning because guess what flavor this is? Is it like a smoke? Nope. Flavored crab chips. You have just <laughs> eaten crab, crab chips, chi- my friend. <laughs> you guys ate crab. You suck. <laughs> that does not remind <laughs> me of crab at all. I have not sampled any of these yet. I just popped them over for the segment, but I figured they would be like, like an Look old at bay. Me. I'm Mike. Flavor. I like eating Remember crabs. Those old bay chips that you and Petrie were tearing oh. through. Yeah. Those were amazing. Mm-hmm. I figured they'd be kind of like that because, you know, you do the Old Bay on the shellfish. It's actually a good that. chip because it's yeah. light. It's not. It's got it's a little spice on the end after the yeah. aftertaste. That's the crab. That's, that's the crab. The that's, how the, that's where the crab gets. <laughs> I got it's crabs. pinching you. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you all got crabs. <laughs> Interesting. Uh-huh. That's, so. that's, the, that's the joke. That's what just happened. But guess what? It's time to get into our deep dive here tonight. Mm, let's get in real deep. Oh, get all up in there. What are we talking about tonight? What are we talking about Fifth Element? We're talking about Fifth Element. We're doing some video I found. Mr. John Belushi. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Howie wants to share a video. Okay. He wanted to do this before, and he didn't get a chance. So I told him just butt right in. Just announce it. So I just did it. it I wanted to wait until the music was over with, because it's it's awesome. Do it. it Um, What are you waiting for? We just had what's in Howie's mouth. This video is going to be so great on the audio. And so This is what's in Howie's ear. we have... 
something how he found. Oh man, we have like oh. three extra segments in this episode. Yes, uh, um, uh, we promised extra segments. So, <laughs> oh, Tie Fighter! Wait, I found a Tie Fighter, guys. Oh, that's a great video. Best have you guys seen fight. that video of um, someone lighting a firework next to a guy in a wheelchair? In yes. Oh, no. uh, what's that uh, referred to as? What's the, 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 I don't the, remember. I don't I, either. I, I really don't remember, um, but it's a dude in a wheelchair and he can't get away and they're all yelling like, yeah. like get out of there. Like whatever his name is, get out of there, Jim! Get out yeah. of there, Jim! Oh my God! Uh, well, we're gonna listen. We're gonna listen <laughs> I don't to that. What his name was? But uh, I found this guy named Charles Cornell. Uh-huh. He mm, likes from to Cornell play University. Yeah, he was part of play, uh, yeah. Drums Treble. Actually, he founded uh, Cornell University. Yeah. Um, not really, but he plays uh, the that. piano to people talking in videos. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh. I've heard this guy. What? And it's pretty amazing. So you don't yes. need to watch the video. You this can watch- video is literally just dudes freaking out, yelling at the dude in the wheelchair. Yeah. I know so this. He's got lots of other ones. Uh, I might, but you picked this one. But I picked this one. Right. Um, there's actually another one I'd like to do if we have time, but uh, they're short. I've got to start it over because my audio is muted. Well, you got to start that over. Yeah, you got to start right over. You got to cue that up and then kick it off. You got to unmute. Bang up, bang up, bang up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh my oh, God. Oh, Steve. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Steve. What the fuck are you doing, Terry? <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> That video is hilarious without the music And it's double hilarious yes. it's, it's double super great And uh, you guys have known those children who Like when they're really young and they're trying to get a thought out They can't do it Yeah. Um, and it's really Quite annoying you, sometimes You're doing like, it right now yeah, like, me. Please say, state your case and move on Yeah I'm old. I have limited time left. <laughs> yeah, here's another one. Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you 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 I, I don't know, get that idea? but I've heard others of his videos. He's amazeballs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Charles Cornell. Charles Cornell. That dude. Yeah. Charlie C. Yeah. <laughs> of of uh, the founder of Cornell University. That's so, right. Yeah. Also a good and, piano And player. the acapella troupe, here comes treble. And that's a great <laughs> segue in tonight's. <laughs> Actually, it's not a great segue at all, but into tonight's discussion, John mm. Belushi. John Who? Belushi, but retrospective. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, John Belushi is a, uh, an interesting cat because he comes from like definitely before most of our time. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Mike, you were already collecting uh, uh, Social Security I when was. he was big. You're right, but the rest of us were barely alert enough to even know what was going on. We were very young, yeah, babes in arms, and uh, in in or just you know not alive yet. When he was uh, when he was big, but the reason why 
I think the reason why it's a great topic that we pick off is we what we realize and and covering all these pop culture, uh, you know, uh, icons and peaks and things like that. <laughs> that it's inevitable that we uh, that we start talking about a lot of these people who are almost like their legacy is almost bigger than their careers, in the sense that they died young, which adds to it, adds to the mystique. And adds to it, or, or or maybe maybe it doesn't. Maybe their careers absolutely warranted that. And so I think you're going to probably over the course of time we're going to come back to this and, and start looking at uh, these types of people and situations. I mean, you've got Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Winehouse, of course, Chris Farley, uh, John Candy, even you know, and and Aww. all these all these people who who died when they were you know more or less at the top of their game, and and so like they never have that decline. They never come down. They never come back down to a, like, a human level. Yeah. Forget Mozart, Mozart was one of them. Wolfgang, Amadeus, Mozart. Mm -hmm. the, and because yeah. they never come back down to that human level, their legacy continues at that fever pitch forever. Right. But because he's before our time predominantly, I mean, Mike, you would have been very young. Yes, I was young. Realistically. I was born in 73. His heyday would have been mid-70s. Yeah. Yeah, late to late seventies. So, like, and, but the funny thing about that young. is that he's almost for most of us, unless our, unless you're, you know, you were born when your parents were super young. For most of us, our parents wouldn't either. Would he was almost too late for our parents to be into him, right? Or our parents just, you know, would never watch that type of thing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. But, um, but I, the reason we wanted to stop and take a look at him is because we are a fan of some of his work. What little there actually is, right. That and, was that was the big thing, right? Yeah. Getting into this, kind of doing the research on it. Was a, this one was a challenge. We wanted to throw ourselves a little bit of a challenge early on. Howie is not was not that overexposed to his work. I think Garrick. I don't think you had been heavily exposed to his work, and I only no. found out looking into it that I've not seen half of his very few movies that he did. Um, but we want to take a look at it because he's considered such an icon, such a legend, and we want to find out why. Right? Why? Yeah. So I am legend. Right there you go. I mean, obviously, right off the <laughs> bat, zombie. what do you think of when you think John Belushi? I think Animal House and I think the Blues Brothers. Right. I think that would be what 90% of people are age I think, say. well, and, and then uh, obviously SNL's in the mix. Right. Yeah. Um, Second City, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you know, if you're, if you're if in you the know. If you know a little bit of history and how a lot of those guys at that time came up through the, right. the system, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. So I think Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Some of his contemporaries, Honestly, maybe coming up in coming up in Chicago. You know, I, I lived uh, half my childhood in Chicago and uh, Jim Belushi, who was alive, you know, John Belushi's uh, younger brother. He's still is, alive. Yeah, I know. But like he was still alive then as well. Oh, <laughs> but John was, was not. So. He was not cut in half. Glad he's John, not aging John, backwards. John died know. previous to my moving up, just previous to my moving up there. And um, Jim Belushi is Chicago royalty. And the funny thing is, I look at Jim Belushi's body of work and I'm like, mm, there's not a lot on there that I care about. Yeah. But According to is, Jim, I mean, I never liked that show. <laughs> he was he in the Mighty Ducks animated series. There you go. Oh, yeah. He had a couple of comedies <laughs> in the, I think, late 80s, early 90s that I thought were okay, but I don't even remember them now. Yeah. But when he shows up somewhere, I mean, he is royalty sure. in Chicago. And that's Jim. What if John I mean, was still right. alive? And is right? that is that because of Jim Belushi or is that because of John Belushi? I think it is A and B. Because I don't think B would exist. I don't think, uh, wait, you said A, Jim first. I don't think A would exist without B. Right. 
Uh, right. I, I, well, I, I, I don't think A would have been where A got without. He's B. he's right. being doubly awesome for the both of them. Yeah, he's be, he's being double super great. <laughs> yeah, because John would have been awesome. Um, awesome. So the yeah, I think most, but for the most part, most people would think you know if they're aware that he was you know one of the first cast members Saturday Night Live, right? Right in the first season. Actually, and, John Belushi. Interesting fact. Yeah, was part of that first cast. Mm-hmm. Also did the first skit on the first episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh. yeah, which actually was pretty funny. If you can look at, I don't even know if you can look that up. There's a I, lot I was, of there's actually there's quite a bit on YouTube, but you got to do some weird digging because if you just search on John Belushi, you're gonna get like six things and then all stuff that doesn't have him in right, it. Right, but um, but yeah, I'm gonna make you feel old for a sec. You ready? John Belushi was born in 1949. I know, isn't that weird? 49. He's only two years younger than my parents. That's old. Wow. He would be. If he's stuck around, right? But so anyway, yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll just quick background. Yeah, he grew up in Chicago. Okay, yep. he was he was born on the west side. Grew up in Wheaton, Illinois. Which I was uh, in my childhood. I lived in Bolingbrook, and Wheaton was a uh, was a uh, was one of the high school rivals. Oh, they were they were very nearby. Wheaton was that was a school what had the money, <laughs> so gotcha, nobody yeah. liked them. Right uh, where where I was, but uh, much much later, of course. But yeah, he was uh, short and stubby, auditioned for a show and got real popular. And he was just out there from a young age. And he ended up as homecoming king, football captain, and voted most popular student. <laughs> this isn't some weirdo that crawled out from a crack in right. New York and was a total fluke. You know right. what I mean? You know what? And the funny thing is, is I think most people, when you think John Belushi, you think of the crazy hair. You don't think captain of the football no, team. Not and he all. was short. And he's actually, like my height. Right. And actually, if you go back, I mean, I think that there's, if you search the internet, you can find some old high school pictures of him. Oh, stuff. yeah. He's a clean cut. He kid. is a good looking, good looking yeah. dude. Right. Yeah. His yeah Wikipedia yeah. picture is him younger. Yeah. It's like a yearbook picture and you're like, dang, right. fellow looks svelte, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you will. Right. But yeah, he basically started off, you know, uh, went to high school, or which went, is, went to Chicago, went downtown. Before you get on yeah. that too, which is actually opposite of a lot, like a lot of those people that came up through Second City and SNL and all that stuff. Yeah. If you if you listen to the story of most of those people, mm-hmm. they were the nerds, the outcasts, yes. the people that Well, that's people in comedy the in theater. general. Right, sure. Yeah. So to have a kid that was the popular, ad, the the athlete, popular, the popular guy. kid, you know, blah blah blah, to do this that that's that's unusual, uh-huh. it, it, seemingly. And anyway. funny, funny, it actually relates to some of the other people that might fall into future installations of only the good die young here on Flight Casual, like Chris Farley, who was also on the football team, right? Yeah, popular guy. Too. Yeah, he was a super popular yeah, guy. Like, right. and 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 uh, man, I, I don't want to get too far into it because I don't get off subject. But if you didn't see Adam Sandler's tribute to Chris Farley when he was when he hosted oh, Live recently, man, he even mentions about how you got to, you know, they were telling him you got to back off. You're going to end up like Belushi. He's like, yeah. you know, and, and these other guys. And he's like, man, Chris is like, why would I? Be? Those guys are my heroes. That's exactly how I want to uh, go out. And you're like, sad. oh, it hurts. Oh, no. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, he goes to he goes to Chicago, forms a comedy group. Uh, but he went with his future wife. By the way, his wife that he marries, yeah. uh, uh, Judy. She was his high school sweetheart. Right. Yeah. They met and and they're in Wheaton. He was like a senior and she was a sophomore or something like that. And they went to Chicago and they went to Second City. First show they ever saw, he says to her, This is what I'm gonna do. That, I'm gonna be up on that stage. You know? And uh and 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 that's you know, for people who don't I think most people know this who would listen to this podcast, but Second City is a very storied um uh comedy heart of Chicago. Uh, it's known a lot for its its improv, um, right. it's long and sketch comedy predominantly, and it's got traveling groups. It's got uh, a couple stages in Chicago, and it's 
just where it for the longest time was the Saturday Night Live manufacturing facility. I was going to say, who were some of his, his contemporaries at that time that came out of that group? Um, well, when he first joined in, if you uh, give me a second to scroll here, uh, he scroll, was actually, scroll. as soon as he came in the door, he was working with Harold Ramos and Brian Doe Murray. Out of the door. Whoa, Bill just Murray. Just right I in the door. Guy. Working, working with people who are also legends right. now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he was discovered by Bernie Sollins, who is the guy who was in charge of Second City. Uh, and and uh, he went to see his, the little comedy trio that he'd formed. And he said, you need to come be a part of my thing. And Belushi's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like like this this dude is a legend in his own right. He discovered everybody. This guy and he discovered Belushi and he brought him on and and he uh, until he, he passed away uh, a little over ten years ago and he was uh, very had very specific things to say about John Belushi like it was that that was the one that I it, 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 there's like this air that that was the one that was always like his favorite one like the one that really impressed him right. and stuff like that and so uh, but yeah started the second city just with those dudes like right at the top. And he went, oh, and here's something. Here's an interesting factoid. Ready? He went straight to the main stage, performing on the main stage. He never went with any of the traveling groups, which really? is how you cook people up to get right. them ready for the main stage. That's ne was never done before. Never been done since. Really? He was the only one mm -hmm. that was allowed to go straight to the main stage. Interesting. Man, when I was taking the classes, I thought I was hot stuff just because they let me skip a level. And they're like, well, I don't let anybody do this. Right. <laughs> they right. didn't just go, here's the stage. Have fun. But, uh, but yeah, makes, I mean, makes me wonder a little bit and maybe I'm getting premature on this comment, but, yeah. um, just given the, you know, the result of his life, mm -hmm. you know, that some of, uh, did some of those breaks, those early breaks where he didn't kind of didn't have to earn it. So to Dude, speak, this is all part of the story. Yeah. The man's career Okay, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to go completely in order. This we're, this isn't, we're yeah. not going to... No, no. This it's, man's career went from, I'm going to try to be in comedy, to superstardom right. in about three years' time. Yeah. And at that level of superstardom, he had the top movie in the country, right. the top album, album. Yes. in the country, right. not a lot and of people the know top... That television show in the country right. at the exact same time. Right. Because he had well, uh, Animal House was in theaters. Right. Saturday Night Live was on the air. Mm -hmm. And Blues Brothers album was the top it's of the charts. Huge, right. Just the dude huge. was literally the biggest comedy star that there was in existence at the time. Who's done that? Who's pulled I, that off? Yeah. Not not many. No. Not many. No. I mean, you, you, you think, you know, those people that tried to cross over, you know, either musicians into acting or acting, you know, into music and, mm -hmm. and even the ones that achieve some sort of success. Yeah. They don't, they don't top charts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Let alone at the same time as other bodies of work are topping the charts. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really enjoying, I like, I'm really excited about this conversation and talking about John Belushi, but I am not the world's biggest John Belushi fan at all. Yeah. I've always been like, well, his career was so short. I mean, I'm the, yeah, I really liked him in a couple of things. It that, really is, but, given his legendary status, yeah. it is really amazing how little he did. Now, I don't, I honest to God, and and I hope I hope I don't sound like an idiot when I says I don't like talking about Second City that much because I don't like going Second City and blah 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 because I didn't really amount to anything there before I went a different direction. You know what I mean? So, um, 
I don't, I don't like to bring it up. Like for a while, like I, I, when I graduated college, my mom would introduce me to everybody. This is my son who does comedy at Second City. I'm like, okay, let's cool our jets here for a second. <laughs> no one's cutting me a paycheck. You know what I mean? Um, but when I was there, this guy was, I, 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 it sounds so cliche, but it was like a God, yeah. but it was like a pagan God that only they really knew about. Like there was this mystique, <laughs> like, and, and they didn't call him John Belushi. They called him John. Yeah. He was John. Right. You know, and I think if you were, if you went to second city to perform and your name was John, they made you change it. I don't know. <laughs> Cause John was John. And I, at the time, you know, I'm like, uh, what? 22. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, all right, great. Yeah. He was funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, but after doing more research, I feel like I kind of get it now. Right. Uh, well, just what you said. I mean, having top TV show, top movie and, and, an album. I mean, and this, my this, God. and he's not the best looking dude on the planet. He's sure. a chubby short guy, right. which again, I was a chubby short guy in the group. <laughs> there, sure. right? Like I can identify with that. But like his physical comedy, like he could do, he could do physical comedy with no words. He yes. could do, he could do word, he could do comedy with a lot of words, and he could do work, he could do comedy with neither, where he's doing very gibberish, little movement. Let me put things. it this way: the dude had the rock eyebrow thing down yeah, decades right, before the rock. Yeah. <laughs> the true. cocked eyebrow thing, like actually, he if you were to crop it, I, well, you could totally smell what he's cooking, as long as he was just like in a samurai costume, things, samurai food. Um, yeah, samurai baker. That's right, samurai baker. <laughs> exactly. Ashley? Which. Ashley? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not okay anymore. <laughs> One of his popular uh, characters on SNL uh, when he made SNL was, uh, was yeah, the, the samurai. Samurai, yeah. And the sam- uh, he's got a name. I got his name here right here. Futaba. Always, yeah, Futaba. And the whole <laughs> gag, the whole joke, and this is so, at the exact same time, highbrow, lowbrow humor in the same thing, right. is let's take a traditional Japanese samurai, but he's played by a fat, white, <laughs> Albanian guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's the thing. Uh, the Belushi's their, their parents from Albania, right? And uh, it, and or at least his dad was his mom was the daughter of Albanian immigrants. But um, I don't want to misstate anything, fellas. <laughs> but uh, but the whole concept was let's take this traditional Japanese samurai played by this dude and just stick him in normal, mundane like jobs. Right, humor. <laughs> he just uses uses his sword to just cut things up. Yeah. And- yeah. Yeah. And they didn't want to, they actually didn't want to do this as a recurring character, but the guy who was hosting loved it so much. He wanted to play the same other character every time he came back. <laughs> so they made it, they just kept doing it every time the guy came back to host. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he got picked up for uh, SNL because basically they went to New York because uh, he, I, and I didn't know this national lampoons had an off Broadway show. And he got handpicked, uh, invited to be part of that show. And I, oh, I love this. I love this. I, I, I cannot wait to share this stuff with you guys. <laughs> so it's 1972, and he goes to be in the show called National Lampoon Lemmings. Lemmings. And I want to take a minute to talk about this because I think it's interesting from the perspective of nowadays. It's an off-Broadway show, uh, and it was a parody of Woodstock. <laughs> okay. So think about oh this. It's 1972 and the hot young comedians in New York where comedy was in was in its like blossoming art form, right? Are making fun of hippies. <laughs> well, why? I mean, old people would think of them as hippies. They've got bushy hair and beards and things like that. And I think that that's interesting because I think it goes to show that no matter what's going on, no matter how many people are counterculture, there's going to be the counter 
counterculture people as well. And I almost look at it as like some of this, like some of these, like it's the equivalent to me of some of the people who are like meme makers now, you know what I mean? Who they're just out there just mocking everything that everyone's just way too upset about. And so, yeah, so they do this show called, uh, called lemmings. The first half was sketch comedy and the second half was a mock music festival. <laughs> okay. And I want to, I want to read off some of the acts in the mock music festival. Right. Okay. Um, there was a bunch of like real people who were parodied, but there was also some stuff that was new creations like the, uh, the Motown manifestos. <laughs> and the song that they sang was Papa was a running dog lackey of the bourgeoisie. <laughs> 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 and I'm just like, immediately I'm like, Oh man, it's like they're, they're, they're counter counterculture. Right. Right. And, and nowadays that's literally, that's like internet memeing is counter counterculture. Sure, right. Um, but I mean, back then without the internet and stuff like that, all you had were the people who were on the experimental front of comedy to do that kind of thing. Uh, also in that show was Chevy Chase playing John Denver. <laughs> of course. <he laughs> <was>. <laughs> yep. Joan Baez parodied herself singing a song with a highly offensive title. Highly oh, nice. offensive. Now, Super mind you, heavy. you need to tell me what that title is. I won't say it on this podcast. This is th these are this is a word none of us are allowed to say. Summon a batch. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is a highly offensive title. And, and the thing is, she was satirizing herself. But even nowadays, mm -mm, can't you never? Which is do this. sad, by the way. Com I, anytime comedy, comedy gets hamstrung, I I'm a little uh, sad. Uh, yeah, uh, within reason, within reason. Uh, Belushi played Joe Cocker singing a lovely at the bottom or lonely at the bottom. Excuse me. Joe Cocker being his musical style that he would perform on Saturday Night Live that resulted in uh, in Joliet Jake Blues. Right. Was that that sort of graspy, just kind of sing rasp kind of Joe Cocker sound, you know. Right. I mean, Joe Cocker would probably be most famous for, uh, what would you do if I sang? I oh, yeah, the do. Wonder Years. Right. Yeah. Right. He took a Beatles song and made it better <laughs> with a little help what? from his friends. <clears throat> but he also, also, I always like him for the, uh, the, you are so beautiful. Everybody credits, uh, was it Brian, Brian Adams or something? Did he do a version of that? Something like that. You are so beautiful. I always thought you of that know, as he Joe did Cocker's it. name. Everything I do. Oh, yeah. Everything I do. I, do. I always look at Brian Adams as a little Joe Cockery. But anyway, from, uh, yeah. That yeah, became from Robin Hood. That's where that became like a, that's where that started as a major factor right. of, of, uh, of Belushi's performance. So, uh, oh, but the, my favorite one out of all of them. Yeah. Christopher Guest. Okay. Was in this show. Nice. Chris, yes. Christopher Guest was in the show. He played James Taylor. Ah. <laughs> And yeah. he was singing a song called Highway Toes, which was making fun of James Taylor's heroin addiction. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall in that New York comedy scene back then. So wow. that's, man, yeah. that's good stuff. Right so there. National Lampoon invites him to be part of the National Lampoon Radio Hour, which every Chevy Chase, all these famous people, there's actually a great, um, a great uh, Netflix movie about the guy who founded National Lampoons, and I can't remember his name right now, but it's played by the dude from Last Man on Earth. Someone help me. Garrick? Uh, Bill Hader? No. No. That's not Bill Hader. But anyway. Uh, his buddy. Yes, sure. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> oh, the guy who played McGruber? Yeah, McGruber. And uh, there's actually a, a whole big part of the movie takes place in that radio office and the National Lampoons office. And it's great because Joel McHale plays Chevy Chase. 
Which is brilliant because Joe McHale, uh, am I understanding? Joe McHale doesn't really like Chevy Chase <laughs> at all, but worked with him on Community. So, anyway. So, that's where he gets picked up to be on Saturday Live because Chevy Chase told Lauren Michaels, hey, you got to see this guy. <clears throat> I think you guys should do yourselves a favor and run out to YouTube because you can see John Belushi's screen test. Really? Yeah, for Saturday Live. And it's great. Because it's just him kind of goofing off. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, hey, <clears throat> welcome. This is a this is a <clears throat> live show where <clears throat> we're not gonna cut out <clears throat> any of the mistakes. And he just pulls out a handkerchief, starts blowing his nose in the microphone. Like he is just <laughs> screwing off. Yeah. And then you hear in the background, you hear someone yell, Do Brando. It's Chevy Chase <laughs> yelling at him to show them his Marlon Brando impression. I mean, there's nice. not you, nowadays we get all that kind of backwards footage and behind the scenes stuff and people are like oh people are going to see us back then right. nobody nobody yeah, did that so that it's that just to hear idea. Chevy a young Chevy Chase in the background yelling do Brando like I was like this is really neat yeah. this is like comedy history that no one huh. really knows about even it's up on YouTube but I mean who's looking for it right so everybody should be I just I I I didn't realize how far into a rabbit hole I was going to fall with all this. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, Saturday Night Live, we talked about, like, his characters uh, on Saturday Night Live. In fact, um, Chris Farley, yeah, you know, would oftentimes have heart attacks on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yes. Especially when they were doing the Bears, you know, yes, they were doing the yes, Bears, yes. the, the super fans. Right. And he had that thing where, yeah, he'd do the 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 thumb and the like kind of like the OK symbol that's now apparently a racist thing. And he'd have his, finger, his, uh, his three his fingers chest, extended, he'd yeah. pound in his chest. Straight up John Belushi did that on Weekend Update. Really? Yeah, he was doing this. He was doing a weather report where he was talking about in different countries. This is so, I, I love this because it's so dumb. And back then... TV was so slow that they could take their time on all of this comedy and it builds so slow. You know there's a payoff coming, but you have to wait for it, right? And he gets up there and he does this bit. Chevy Chase turns it over to him uh, because it's been raining cats and dogs, but here with a rebuttal is our meteorologist, John Belushi. And he gets up and he's just like, not everywhere does it rain cats and dogs. In fact, in other countries it rains and he just names different animals <laughs> and like and just keeps going. In this country, it's this. And then he starts getting angry about it. Like, they don't even understand, blah, blah, blah. And he starts just getting like super mad. And it's just the dumbest joke. Like, you know, in Samoa, this country, you know, this animal, this animal. And then he just gets mad enough that he straight up does the Chris Farley heart attack and spins right <laughs> off the desk. I mean, violently. <laughs> That's good. The stuff that, That's I mean, when we stuff. were cutting our teeth on Saturday Night Live, and I'm right. motioning to you and me, Mike, because I knew I was watching it sure, younger than time. I should have been, right. most likely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was probably been right when you were uh -huh. there. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what we're seeing, and it was brilliant, and everybody's like, oh, the new guy on Saturday Night Live is amazing, blah, blah, blah. I think Farley would have been the first one to tell you that Belushi was the core of it. Right, right. You know? And yeah. and, and I I always took that for granted. He w Yeah, he really was kind of the heart and soul and set kind of set the tone really for that whole show it, it even to what it is today yeah yeah in fact it really sucks when they don't have a good physical comedian on Saturday Live which right. unfortunately is most of the time yeah now. anymore right I mean ever since Chris Kattan broke himself in half yeah I know. they've kind of shied away from it I guess <laughs> I don't maybe I'm wrong I don't watch as much of it but um I teased last week that there was going to be an interesting crossover this week Ooh, crossover yeah you guys like uh, you like the comic books? I do like the comic uh, books. Yeah, yeah, sort of. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they're all right. Issue seventy four of Marvel Team Up. Oh yeah, John Belushi 
as Samurai Futaba. Not Samurai Futaba, but John Belushi as Samurai as Futaba. Samurai Futaba, okay. Fought the Silver Samurai, who is a <laughs> uh, supervillain, a Marvel supervillain, yeah. because mm -hmm. John Belushi somehow became in possession of a teleporter ring that the Silver Samurai wanted. So to fight him, he became Samurai <laughs> Samurai Futaba to fight the Silver Samurai. <laughs> That is good stuff. That's awesome. How, don't you wish you had that hanging on your yes, wall, man? man. Yeah, I, I do now. Yeah. 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 And, and the funny thing is, the one wasn't enough. He also appeared in the issue number 53 of the Sandman comic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Samurai oh, yeah. Futaba has been in two different Marvel comics. That is good stuff. Man. I mean, yeah, think Sandman's about Sandman's pretty meta. Think about that. I mean, how, I, now I have, I was going to say, can you imagine the church lady in a comic? And I have seen the church lady in a comic, so I stopped. <laughs> but I mean. Mm, comics. Yeah. Barack Obama uh, is in, uh, is yeah, in Spider-Man. Everybody right. loses their mind. And it's like, yeah, there's a certain level of celebrity that you right. hit where right. I feel like, the, did you get put in a Marvel comic? Because if you get put in a Marvel comic, sure. that's a tick. That, that's what like about, a little check. What mark. about DC? Okay, I got put in DC. Is that okay? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, it I mean, really, it's not, it's not Dark Horse. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not. It's not Dark Horse. I mean, it really does highlight, though. I mean, just the intensity with which his flame, you know, burned, burned at that time. The case it was, of, it was so short and so bright. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, you're talking. He was on Siren Live for four seasons, right? Okay. Yeah. Four seasons. Yes. He did not leave Saturday Night Live. He died. Right. So literally, he went from a radio show to TV to the top movie in the nation to another hit movie right. and an album and a, a live tour in less than four years. Oh, just, yeah, it blows my mind. Yeah. The that dude's kind of stardom success. went crazy. And his, his, you know, his wife talks about in, in some documentary interviews, talks about how like, he, there was nothing that he did not do in excess. There was nothing that, yeah. and the, so, and, and that leads us to, I think we're, we're creeping up now then on what happened. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. The I answer mean, is the cocaine. Right. Cocaine. <laughs> the, the drug of choice, yeah. right? Speedball. You know well, no part of it. wasn't just cocaine. No, no. Well, the cocaine is what kicked it off because at Saturday Night Live, they were doing like a, there was like one period where they were doing like a, like four episodes in a row. And like the cast, they literally someone came in and dumped out a bag of cocaine and cocaine. I'm doing it accidentally now. Yeah, and they were they were doing coke just to stay awake. Oh, man. Like caffeine wouldn't do it. They were all right. so that like it became the stimulant of choice to work. Sure. And because he did everything more and he never stopped and it was always go, 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 the dude became an addict and became dependent. Right. Very on fast. It. Very, right. very quickly. And and yeah. And mm -hmm. and not to the point where it slowed him down. Obviously, this is what fueled his yeah. go, go, go. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of times you hear, especially when they get hooked on the heroin and stuff like that, right. I mean, they just become druggies and then they just kind of go off into the distance. Yeah. And but at, at this point, it would seem that other than just the normal recreational drugs being done by people in the industry, which was, by the way, everybody sure. back then. Right. And that's not much of an exaggeration. Um, he was, it was mostly the cocaine. It was using it. It was his stimulant of choice. Right. Well, yeah. And, and he <clears throat> also had to, to do that to perform. Yeah. What people expected of him. Oh, sorry. Everybody talks about how Saturday Night Live is like the most grueling job you could possibly have. 
Doesn't matter what you are. Well, and then, life. And then he's Matt, making seven hundred and fifty dollars a week. Mm-hmm. Doing Saturday Whoa. Night Live. That was a lot well, back but, then, right? But not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> it was it was doing okay. That was like three point one million dollars a year back then. I mean, it, that's sure. not it's not that's not a bad paycheck back Matt, then. I just added it up in my head. Yeah. I think that's what it comes out <laughs> But he got paid uh one point three million for uh, neighbors. Neighbors. Well, that's because Animal House had already happened. Forty thousand for Animal House. Yeah, forty thousand for Animal. Animal House was extremely low budget. Animal House was put together by the National Lampoon's. Folks. Yeah, and the uh, funny thing about that National Lampoon, we were talking about this a little bit before we started casting, was that, I mean, he at best, like we said before, he was a secondary character in that movie. Yeah, or tertiary. Was never arguably. right. Arguably, Bluto is doesn't. Well, he does more than he says, he, but he, he doesn't even does hardly do has much. any dialogue. It's mostly physical comedy, yeah, and the stuff that he does. It, his, you know, his his roles are just over the top, and, uh-huh. and but it makes but that his face movie. Isn't, his face is so mundane in ninety percent of it. A couple times he's got yeah. a brilliant expression, <laughs> right, right. But I mean, <clears> but <throat> but like we said though, that. His his image come to define that movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, Bluto is front and center all, on all the time. Everything. I mean, how many? I mean, how many? I, how many people have got the black and white poster of him wearing the sweatshirt the that just says said, "College, college sweatshirt"? <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, that's I grew up with that. I mean, yeah. that's. I remember people freshman everywhere. year of college having that poster up in their dorm room. Right. Exactly. So I think it was that Dave dude across the hall, Garrick, down a couple doors. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Oh College. my gosh. So, you know, for a guy that, yes, that, yeah, made $40,000 on the film was, like you said, secondary to tertiary at best. So, you know. and, and when that film, when that film released that night, New York went insane. The, the, on the night of the premiere, excuse me, New York just went insane. And, and, uh, his, his wife, John Belushi's wife says that, you know, things had been on like a, an escalation when like the fame and everything and how busy he was. And, but that night something changed. Like, like he became, he went from being a guy on TV who's famous right. to the superstar, right. the guy, right. the one guy right. just at the very, very top. And I, I try to think about other people. I mean, media is so wide and vast nowadays. It's hard to really stand out. Yeah. You know what I and mean? There's so much content and everything else out there. Yeah. Being a star today is vastly different than what it was even 20 years ago. Right. Let alone the seventies. Right. You know, where the population is much smaller and the, that when you have a hit movie, I mean, you the literally 70s, everyone in the country. Yeah. The seventies is closer to world war two than it is to us now. Isn't that amazing yeah. to even think about? Yeah. You know, but I mean, let's, let's talk about another thing that happened in the seventies, right? Like the end of mash, you know, mash the TV show, yep. maybe early eighties. Early when 80s. that hit. Yep. You know, Star I mean, Wars. That, that to this day, yeah, Star Wars even. I right. mean, but to to this day, you know, that, that MASH TV show is one of the most viewed television events in all of because history. Because the vast majority of people had three channels and that was the biggest That's thing it. on. That's the only thing you that, could watch. When the MASH, the, the Caesar series finale broke all the records. Right. But even to Star Wars, like Garrick's saying, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look... I mean, it's, you know, we kind of, it's out of sight, out of mind right now because people always look at just the the straight dollars. Right. But if you adjust, if you And they do that on purpose. They do that on purpose. But if you adjust for inflation, Star Wars is number two all time. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there was more. Phenomena back then had to be, 
it had to be, be it's for the here's the weird thing you didn't have as much competition but you had way less distribution right sure so even though there was less competition to really really strike to really really strike you had to be so big that it was word of mouth ever let's just put it this way Star Wars, my mom saw that. <laughs> that's an image that's hard to Whoa. hard to exactly. Whoa. But but that's how big that movie was. Uh-huh. That my mom who hates sci-fi and hates all that crap, she saw it. Because back then you could have a cultural touchstone. Yes. It's like, oh, this is a touchstone, which that word doesn't even mean anything anymore. No. But a touchstone back then was like, this is something that even if I even if it's not my cup of tea. I don't want to be the only person in the hair salon that hasn't seen it. Right. Right. You know, because if so, someone's going to bring it up at church and I'm going to want to talk about it. Right. That kind of thing. So you, people carried themselves out to expose themselves to things. And he was, I mean, his, his career was a touchstone at right. the time. Right. And, and that's something that I never understood growing up. Right. Never. It just wasn't that much of his work to be exposed to. There's more available now that there's the internet than there ever was when sure. we were younger. Sure. Right? But, so, yeah, Animal House happens. Of course, Animal House is brilliant, you know. See if you can guess what I am now. You know? <laughs> That's it. Or just the guitar, the guy playing the guitar, the stereotypical <laughs> dude trying to hit on the chicks by yes. just playing his guitar, yes. and he's coming downstairs in his toga, smashes it. fixes it up, picks up the guitar, and just smashes it against the wall, back against the other wall, just shatters his pieces, hands it back to the guy and goes, Sorry. <laughs> that's amazing that's it that's so it. great just doesn't even try to to like his face oh my gosh uh, all the way to the end of the movie where it's him in the car with the the hot girl and it's you know and it's a senator or such and such yes yeah he becomes senator in the, in the epilogue yeah but i mean i mean we gotta talk about blues brothers yeah so yeah so Animal oh. Animal House launches him right, yeah. But Blues Brothers, which makes was him... a sketch on SNL that he was doing with Aykroyd. Yes, yeah. they had been doing this for some time, actually. Yeah. I actually, as if I remember right, as like a warm up, like a crowd warm up, yeah. to the show, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they, these characters were established, and they were doing these performances, and Elwood and, 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 and Joliet. You gotta say Joliet, Joliet Jake Blues. Jake. Don't you say Joliet? <laughs> Jolly at Jake Blues. Am I saying this right? That they actually produced the album prior to the movie? I think so because right after the movie they had the tour. Okay. Yeah. So I mean that's wow. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know you get launched into this, you get this, you get this movie, and the movie itself is. I don't, it's one of my all-time favorites. It's, oh, mine it's a too. Classic. I mine mean, too. Is it? Is the story that good? That's not the point. It, yeah, it's, it's really not the point. Not. It's really not. The point of the movie is the quest for soul music. <laughs> right. That's the whole point. Right. If you've never seen the Blues Brothers, the 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 plot of the Blues Brothers is is that uh, Jake gets Jake gets out of prison. <laughs> yeah. Elliot picks him up, and they what they go back to get something from the mother superior at the orphanage that grew yeah. up, and he gets a sign from God. We're on a mission from God. Uh, yeah, we're on a mission from God. You got to do it with the Chicago. You got a mission from God. Um, they get a sign from God that they have to get their old band back together. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much as far as it goes. Yeah. 
for the most part, they have to have a show, which the you know the, yeah. the end of the sh- the end of the movie culminates in the show. But yeah, well, a yes, show that is mission. not put together, or organized in any way, but it is <laughs> it's just it's people, there. People show up, and it's amazing. And, yeah. yeah, right, right. And, uh, and 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 so it's it's a it's kind of a road film where they're driving all around to pick up the different like it, they're it's like a quest. They go from point to point, and they pick up. <laughs> Their band members. The thing is, the right. band members are all in different circumstances. Yes. By the way, half the band members are from the Saturday Night Live band. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like these are the dudes who are you know playing the bumpers in and out on Saturday Night Live. Um, but they're they're literally driving around picking them up, and you get all these musical icons. I mean, you get James oh, Brown man. behind the pulpit in the church. Oh, that's my favorite scene, by the way. Oh, is it really? <laughs> when, uh, I have so many. When- <laughs> They come in the church and then their backflips down the. Aisle. Yeah, they're backflipping down. And there's the people just flying through the air. I gotta I'm tell like, you, other than that, oh my gosh, other than the brilliant. skill of acrobatics in that scene, yes. I have seen that exact thing happen in a real church. <laughs> I have seen people just like literally like shaking, coming down the aisle, singing their heads off, and people like rolling. Yeah. I've seen it. Oh man, I seen and, it. And James Brown as the pastor was. Oh perfect. yeah, I mean, perfect casting, man. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, good stuff. I, I think honestly. uh I really do love uh, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. You better yeah. think. <laughs> think about what you're trying to do. Because she doesn't want to let her husband leave. Yes. He's, he's the saxophonist. Yeah. Yep. And she doesn't want to. Wait, am I, is that no, right? No, no. He's Blue, a guitarist? Blue Lou. He works for her. He's, Blue Lou. <laughs> he's the saxophonist. He plays. Okay. He is, he's the cook. Yeah. Well, I'm saying for them, he's the saxophonist. But yeah, he's her husband too, right? right. No, no, no. Blue Lou is the one that plays the saxophone. Oh, he's okay. he's the cook behind the counter. Oh, he's the, dude with the yeah, the one with the apron. The, Duh. Yes, yeah, the, the one with the long hair. He's right. Saturday Night Live. Yes, man. yeah. And and then her husband is um, dang it, is that that's not Donald? No, um, I can't remember the names. Matt, Matt Guitar Murphy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> sorry, you're I got, right. You're I got right. When you say them, I got them. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a whole list of the man members. <laughs> but yeah, like Aretha Franklin's not wanting to let him go because you know she, they're running a diner and he can't just they can't right. just bum out on their yep, jobs. Yep, yep. And so she sings, uh, you, be, you better uh, you better think about this. yeah, you better think about what you do. And so she sings that song. All the waitresses come out and <clears throat> her backup dancers. Yeah, yeah, they're up on the counter like Blue Lou's up with the saxophone doing the shuffle up on the counter. And Jake and Elwood, Jake and Elwood, Elwood are doing the most ridiculous dance. <laughs> It's this weird, almost like country line dance choreography. They're not singing. This is Aretha Franklin singing. This is her moment to sing. And they're not going to try to compete with the Queen of Soul. So instead, they're just doing this goofy white boy choreography that works. Yes. And that's the amazing part of Blues Brothers. You got a couple of dopey white boys singing soul music and doing the dumbest choreography that makes no sense with soul music. (laughs) And it works. It works. You know what? I got to say this on a social level too. Yeah. I mean, talk, I mean, the seventies was a very, you know, trying time in this country for, you know, some Lots rights of reasons. And, and black, white relations and all Which that stuff. Which was in turmoil because of economy. Right. Yeah. And I mean, on that, top of everything. That movie, history. in my opinion, was very healing, I think, you know, because yes. it, it, it brought people from different, different races and backgrounds and yeah. things together. It, and, it didn't acknowledge it. Right, it exactly. Acknowledge it just it. It acknowledges you want to do diversity, hey, right? We talk about like when people force diversity and, yes. and it's a little too on the nose. Yes, this movie did it right because it didn't thematically. It, at all. it right. didn't matter in any way. No, there was no implication. But but they still tackled it with like the white the the white supremacists. Yes. And all oh that yeah. Stuff. No, they're not white supremacists. They're <laughs> Illinois Nazis. Get it right. Illinois Nazis. Yes. <laughs> with the dude from the Burbs is like their little commander, dude. Oh my gosh. 
So I, I mean, hate so, Illinois Nazis. So brilliantly done, man. Yeah, so and then brilliantly done. The car chase through the mall, yeah. <laughs> where suddenly they're yeah. suddenly they're in the middle of the, I don't know they're on a highway that's and they drive off the yeah the, the, the overpass super overpass yeah. and they're falling and they look around. <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous. It is. It is so ridiculous. It, it, it is. I mean, and you got to understand, Blues Brothers is like blazing the trail for like. All these like Saturday Night Live cast member movies that were that were to come. You yes, know? actually, yeah, absolutely. That it, was the first. Lauren, it was produced by Lauren Michaels, wasn't it? Wasn't he executive? That, producer? that I can't say. But okay, how he's going to look it up for us? I right, how? Jamie, put it up on screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 the music in that movie captures me. So it's brilliant, man. It's well, just, uh, my my favorite scene is probably Ray Charles. I, I was just gonna say we can't we can't we can't skip boom, Ray boom, Charles. Boom, 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 boom. Oh my the gosh, be, that the shake best. your tail feather scene with the choreography in the street. Oh, even my before gosh. even before they start the performance, they go in there, yeah, and they're talking to him. And the kid comes in there and tries to rob him. He, he pulls shoots, out the gun. And the blind man him. pulls out a gun and shoots right next to the kid to scare him off with a big old Colt revolver. Oh my gosh, that is so brilliant! Get out you here. <laughs> Who were you saying? Uh, uh, did Lauren Michaels produce? Did Lauren Michaels uh, was produce. he a producer? Yeah, on that. Let's see. John Landis was right. Oh, there you go. John Landis. Landis. He was involved in all that stuff at that John time. Landis, yeah, it's actually not showing a producer. That's silly. Well, I, I, it's funny because, you know, but yeah, this was like the, I think this is the first time. It's a precursor to, to, to Wayne's World. Wayne's World, Tommy Boy. Night at the Roxbury, the Roxbury one, whatever. Yeah, I don't remember where that one was. Yeah, Night at the Roxbury is the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's called Night at the Roxbury. But Jeez. all those SNL films that happen yep. are all because of what Blues Brothers did. If, if Lorne Michaels wasn't directly involved, well, he had to be because he was the producer on SNL. Yeah, actually, he left and came back, and I don't know. Yeah, there was a short like three uh, or four year period. Robert Weiss. Robert Weiss. Okay. Okay. But either way, Lauren Michaels was definitely involved after that because he had to see how much of a cash cow that was. Right. And um, so yeah, I mean, blues brother, the the scene, the the Ray Charles scene, and he sits down there like they're they need a new piano. Yeah. They need an electric <laughs> right. piano, and they're like, how much was? And he says they're like, I ain't worth that much. He's like, oh, this one. He sits down. He's doing his like his shoulder wiggle <laughs> thing, and he does. And he sits down. He's like, she still got some life in her. Kicks it on. And he starts playing it, and oh, uh, they did the tail feather, shake your tail feather, and oh, that song. <laughs> and then the whole street, everybody's running up to the window and seeing what's going on. And yes. then the entire street breaks into a choreographed <laughs> number, like it's dance. like <laughs> like it's something out of the Whiz, you know. And 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 again, oh my gosh, every race in yes. that street, little kids too, like yeah, no. and it's. And everybody is looking right into the camera and grinning because they are happy to be there. Yeah. And it may it just every time I see it, it warms my stinking heart, yeah, man. man. It's gorgeous. It's every good stuff. single time. <laughs> Did you guys realize this had the same budget as Walk Hard? I did not realize that. 30 been, million. There, yeah. Which actually for the time would have been be pretty expensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh but it pulled in 115. Yeah. So. Did, all, did all right. Yeah. Jeez, 115 for that time too is a lot. I know. Big dude, wow. Cab Calloway performing in that movie. Paul Schaefer was part of the oh, band. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Paul Schaefer was the, Goodman, was the leader of, of the of the Saturday Live band back then. What's that? John Goodman was in the band. What? Apparently, according well, to Google. Well, John Goodman was in uh, Blues Brothers 2020. He took he took uh, two thousand. Or yeah, uh, 2020. We're not there yet. We're not there. Yet. <laughs> it's just, you know, I does say Blues Brothers band members. Yeah, he and he's also performed like on tour with uh, with Dan Aykroyd. Was Jim Belushi in that one as well? 
I think he's been involved in that in some respect. It has him listening. No, yeah, Jim has performed with Dan Aykroyd as well. Both John Goodman and Jim Belushi have performed with Dan Aykroyd. They all have their own names. Right. They're all blues. Or no, actually, John Goodman's character is not a blues. He's a, He's got a different name, but yeah, he's one of the blues brothers. He's considered one of them. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we barely talked about Dan Aykroyd at all. Yeah, right? Dan Aykroyd, uh, his very best friend, they actually met at Second City in Chicago, and they were nigh inseparable. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, when the call came in that he had died... It went to Dan Aykroyd, not Jim, not John Belushi's wife. They were both in New York while Belushi was in L.A. Uh, and it went to Dan Aykroyd and Dan got up and he walked out. He went right out of his building and he ran to where she was. He didn't take a cab or anything. He goes, I had to make my body move. That's how he described it. Like he goes, I was so distraught. I had to make my body move. I had to use my body to get there. And I had to be the first one to tell her before she heard it from anyone else. Can you can you tell us? I mean, what was the event? I mean, okay. We know we we've hit on uh, we we've hit on uh, his touchstone stuff. You mentioned neighbors and stuff like that. Yeah, well, nineteen forty two. Very, very was briefly, but yeah, that was a Spielberg film. It was. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. That movie's terrible. <laughs> I rented it when I was young, and I was so dis because I had just seen Animal House. Right. I was so excited. I was in middle school, and I ran and rented nineteen forty two. I was like, this was awful. So actually, I mean, this kind of gives the overall picture, though, right? Because he does Blues Brother. He's at Blues, Blues Brothers, he's at legendary status now, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so he's getting a lot Which of was offers right thrown on the tail. At him. That, mind you, that was right on that was right on the tails of like uh, Animal House, right? Right after, yeah. So, so two and a half hours long. Yeah, it's, it's a long. A, movie. Yeah, it's wow. a long movie. That's a long movie. But so anyway, so this happens, and yeah. he starts getting other movie offers, and and actually they suck. Yeah, I was gonna say other than than Animal House and Blues Brothers, these other movies don't really hit the mark. No, and the and uh, he the all most of the offers he's getting because like in Neighbors, he tried to play a completely different character because right. him and Aykroyd put that film together. Right. Um, yeah, actually, the, in that movie, didn't they kind of switch places? Yeah, he played he played the straight the character, straight and Aykroyd right. played the the, the weirdo. crazy. Yeah. Um. But uh. And that one didn't hit. That one didn't land. Right. Um, but then the offers that he was getting were all typecast Bluto like roles. Right, right. They wanted him to just be the funny guy who does silly things right. and falls the, down. The or Gonzo whatever. comedy. Yeah, exactly. And that's not really what he was after. Because remember, this dude's been doing this since he was <clears throat> a kid, right? And he's in the he's in like National Lampoons, literally in the high art of comedy, like just irreverence. In the heart of that beating heart of New York City when that was blossoming at its absolute birthing core, right? So he's like, okay, I've done that. It's time to do something else. Like he's, it's like, okay, we did it. Let's do something different. And they just keep wanting to play Bluto over yeah, yeah. and over. And he was in an interview and they were like, what kind of offer are you getting? Goes, I go, oh, it's all typecasting. I mean, Bluto goes to war. Bluto goes to Mars. Bluto, like it was like, that's what, those are his words. Yeah. And, uh, and he was frustrated with it. He was really frustrated. So then after Neighbors didn't do well, basically, I mean, it went three years without a hit mm-hmm. in a like a four-year-long career. Think about that. I three, know. His career was only really four years long in the national eye. You know, and, and this highlights, and you, you, we see this played over all the time with celebrity, mm-hmm. you know, where a celebrity hits and they're just on fire. Mm-hmm. And then and Hollywood then suddenly, completely misreads. Misreads and and they're just they're you know they're at the top one day and the next day they're at the bottom mm-hmm. and it's easy for us as the common folk so to speak 
to look at these people not feel sorry for them. You know, yeah. they made a lot of money. They're rich. They make more money than I do. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of pressure that goes with that. This dude was the cover of Rolling Stone how many times? I mean, he was, at the time, is bigger than Richard Pryor. Yeah. You know, I mean, who, you know, everybody in comedy talks about Pryor. He's right. a god. And this guy, he was... It was nowhere near the success that suddenly, very suddenly, boom, this kid. I mean, Belushi died at 33. I know. I know. 33. <laughs> um, so what ends up happening is, you know, he goes out to L.A. He flies out to L.A. by himself. Dude. You know, Actually, before I get into that, I want to tell you about uh, the Blues Brothers tour because it sets it up. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Blues Brothers tour, uh, he, he decided that uh, he's got to clean up. He, he can't do this. He, if he's on cocaine the whole time, he won't be able to make it. And he wants to give, he's, I mean, he's a purist. He really wants to please people and he wants to give the best possible performance he can. He tells, he tells Dan, he tells Aykroyd, he goes, I got to clean up. And Dan's like, you're right. You know, and you know, Judy's telling him you got to clean up. And he's like, I, I want to do this. So he goes, let's hire a bodyguard. So they hire a bodyguard. Who's not, his job isn't to protect John Belushi from other people, even though that was officially it. It was to protect John Belushi from himself. Hired yeah. a bodyguard to keep him from doing his doing drugs. Um, the guy's name was Smokey, which is awesome. <laughs> he was ex-police, ex-secret service. I mean, this oh. guy had a career. And he hires him and says, keep me away from drugs throughout the tour. That's your job. On the first day, Smokey had to intervene four times. On the first day on the job... He saw Belushi talking to a dude and the dude went into the bathroom by himself and came out and he goes into the bathroom, searches behind the toilet, behind the mirror, finds drugs. Goes back out, doesn't say a word. I like this cat already, right? Sees a drug dealer, they're talking to Belushi and they're having like a sort of a discussion like they're confused about something. The guy goes back in the bathroom and comes back out. Smokey goes in the bathroom, finds more drugs. Comes back out, doesn't say anything. This happens a third time. Same thing. Guy goes in, hides more drugs, and Belushi's getting mad. <laughs> hides more drugs. Smokey goes in, finds, and they don't realize what Smokey's doing. And they're going out, and now, now the dealer and Belushi, the, you know, a dealer, supplier. I mean, people would give John Belushi drugs of just course, to right. be the guy who gave John Belushi drugs. Right? I mean, it was out of the woodwork. These people, he, they would just just come out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. It was such a such a known thing. Um, so Belushi and the dealer are getting an argument because the dealer keeps saying, I'm leaving drugs in the bathroom. Belushi's like, there's no drugs in the bathroom. And, and Smokey walks up and he says, you know what? He's got a cup of coffee. He goes, you know what a lot of people like in their coffee? Sweet and low. This looks like sweet and low. And pours all of it right into a cup of coffee, which as far as I know, cocaine fans would probably be upset with that. <laughs> <laughs> fans of the cocaine. <laughs> so when he, so when this happens, uh, then, uh, he does this to piss the dealer off. And then there's, uh, another instant. There's another attempt at a drug, uh, handoff that same day. Mm-hmm. Smokey intervenes and Belushi goes ballistic and Smokey, act, they actually started fighting and Smokey had to wrestle him to the ground. Wow. And when he finally was subdued, he talked to him sincerely, John, this is what you brought me here to do. Blah, blah, blah. That was the first day, four attempts that we know of. Right. In that first day, that Smokey was just a smart mofo with a lot of experience. Just totally just went in. I, I just love the whole thing, pouring it in the coffee. Like, <laughs> you know what some people like? Sucker fools, you know? Um, so Smokey uh, ends up becoming like John's best friend over the course of that tour. 
Like he he's constantly there and it goes on. It's always happening every day. And, and he, but he gets, and by the end of the tour, John's clean. He's lost weight. He doesn't have like the weird, like, like saggy, like, like saggy gaunt face. Right. Like his face is filled in, but like his stomach is a little more svelte and he's feeling better. And he's like, I've never felt this good. And, uh, and then they, he takes summer off. They go to Martha's vineyard and he's like the most relaxed he's ever been his whole life. He's there with his wife and Dan Aykroyd and Smokey's like, dude, you're better. I think it's time for me to go. He's like, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, don't you know? Yeah, no, what do you, I mean, what do you want? You want a car? I'll get you a car. What do you want? Like he begs him to stay. And Smokey's like, you're healthy. Because he knew, he knew what was to happen. Well, yeah. Well, Smokey's like, you're better now. Like, Smokey th- trusted him. He's like, you're clean. The it's problem was, know. That's, when they, that's when they went and made neighbors. And there was just drugs everywhere. I mean, the whole cast and crew was cocaine. Again, was like coffee. Sure, right. To them. So uh, that's when, yeah, that's when that all started falling apart. And the reason why I told you this is because he gets out to L.A., and he goes to a meeting with Paramount uh, with the head of Paramount, Michael Eisner. Oh, wow. The future head of Disney. So he's with his manager and Mike Eisner. I think his manager's office. He didn't go to Paramount. He's in his manager's office. But Mike Eisner, head of Paramount, goes to this guy's office to meet with John Belushi. Think about that. Hmm. You know, the head of the studio goes to the manager's office. Right. Dude, what? And, uh, and they're trying to pitch this project, and it's called uh, something, something sex. Dark Side. Uh, I got to do a fines on real quick. I want to get the title right. Uh, the Joy of Sex. And the movie was essentially going to be based on and a parody of a best-selling book. Mm-hmm. So it was it was both. And they've done that before. Like, uh, what was the one uh, about... There was a dating movie a few years ago or 10 years ago or something where it was like... It was a book that was like a, hand, a, a satirical handbook and then the movie was almost a satire of the handbook. Okay. Anyway. Sounds familiar. Uh, and Belushi... Didn't want to do it. He's. It sounded. It sounded just like trash, and it sounded like a like a career ender. And uh, he gets a call at his manager's office, and it's Ackroyd, and he's talking to Ackroyd. He's like, "What are you doing? I'm meeting with Eisner, and I don't want to do his movie." And he's freaking out. He's like, he hasn't produced anything. He's on Saturday Live, but he hasn't really produced anything new, and he's worried that he's flaming out. And it's freaking him out because his star burned brighter than anybody. And Ackroyd says, "Dude, just calm down. You don't don't do the movie. It's trash. Don't do it." Just come back home and take the summer off. We'll start, you know, I, and he goes, I'm writing, I'm writing Ghostbusters. All right, we've got Ghostbusters. We're going to do Ghostbusters. So uh, just come home and, 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 and we'll, we'll figure it out. He's like, all right, all right, all right. So he goes back in and the meeting continues. In the middle of the meeting, he stands up and he tells his manager he needs $1,800 for a new guitar. Manager opens up the drawer, opens up the box, gives him 1800 bucks, and then he leaves. Goes straight to a lady who is a known dealer mm. for tons mm. of major musical acts and stuff like that. Now, what the um, was it? Was it right that he had approached him earlier that day for money? That may be. I don't know. That's what I yeah that, I, had I, read. But I mean, if at this point he's a true addict, and so probably. But he yeah, the, it, it said that he. His manager didn't want to, in front of somebody else, did not want to. Didn't want to deny him. And that yeah. could be, that could be exactly why he was in the meeting. In fact, uh, I watched the final 24, I think is what it's called. the a YouTube series about the last 24 hours of people's lives where I got a lot of this detailed information that I'm giving you guys mm-hmm. now. Um, and it was a great watch. And Dan Aykroyd was in it. You know what I mean? It, it was a really, really, really good watch. Um, but uh, who's that doctor that used to be on the MTV show? The guy Space with the white Man? hair? <laughs> the, no, Dr. Doc- <laughs> Drew? Uh, 
Dr. Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew, yeah. Dr. Drew is on it, and he's talking about an addict's behavior, and he's saying, he's like, likely he would never had any intention. The only reason he was in that meeting was to do exactly what you're saying, was to get money because he could, he had to be, you know, do it in front of somebody because he's thinking like an addict. The only, at this point, his, he's so addicted that the only thing his brain will let him think about is how to manipulate the situation to get what he needs, right? So he yeah. needs the money. And, you know, the, the manager guys to this day, is like, well, the money was his. I mean, he made me the money and the money belonged to him, you know? So he gave him the money for the guitar. And of course he takes it and he's immediately goes straight to the, this, uh, this Kathy Smith, I think was her name, but yeah, she was a part of your known dealer and junkie. Yeah. And so then they just partied the rest of the night. They, uh, they, well, he told her, go get, go score some heroin, which, most of the, I think most people close to him said that was new, but the coroner's report indicated that probably wasn't that new. Really? Apparently his, his arms were just covered. Ah. Um, and Dr. Drew was also saying his, you know, behavior was not indicative because he did speedball after speedball after speedball at a club that they went in the bathroom multiple times and she would mix up a speedball and inject into it. If you don't know, speedball is cocaine dissolved in heroin injected straight into the bloodstream. That doesn't sound good. No, it's an upper and a downer. And, uh, at the same time and, uh, or I I don't know, I don't know if heroin's really a downer necessarily, but it's supposed to calm you, right? Give you like a calm euphoria or something like that. Anyway, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. Um, so they, they do speedball after speedball there. And at one point he like calls and he leaves like a, a drunken message for Aykroyd and Aykroyd like writing. He's actually writing Ghostbusters at the time, gets this message on his machine. And he says, it's completely incomprehensible. Like it's just gibberish. None of it is English. And he's like, all right, this is bad. He's on a bad one right now. And they kind of knew that that was probably going to happen, but all right, this is really bad. So he goes and he sees John's wife. And they agree that they got to do something. They got to get him out of L.A. Because he's depressed because of not having a hit. He's alone. And so they say, you know what we need to do? We need to get Smokey out there. So they call up Smokey. And and they're like, can you do us a favor? We need to rescue John from L.A. Essentially, we need to get him back in New York where we can be with him. And Smokey goes, all right. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll go. uh, I'll go tomorrow. and We'll get him out of L.A. And then Dan Aykroyd's like, yep. All right. I will, too. I'm going to go there, too. So Dan Aykroyd's going to fly out. The next night and uh, on the way home from the clubs, uh, Smith is driving and he tells her to pull over and he gets out and he pukes. Okay. Then uh, takes back to the bungalow that he's running, goes in there and he runs in and pukes again. I don't remember there may have been another speedball after that. I honestly don't remember, but eventually he passes out or no. Yeah. He passed out on the couch and then he sat bolt upright all of a sudden, just a few seconds, literally after he blacked out and then boom, wide awake. She gives him another speedball. I mean, think about this. Wow. Here's my treatment for everything. I'm a good person. He goes in, he he passes out and she gets him into, somehow gets him into his bed and and covers him up at, around dawn. And then she sits around, orders room service for breakfast. Uh, toast, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really weirded out how much I remember. Um, I'm not, yeah, listeners, I'm not even looking at my notes right now. I'm actually staring at the wall. Uh but uh, yeah, she checks in on him at ten fifteen in the morning, and he's snoring, snoring away. She's like, "Cool," leaves. Around noon, I think it was, his assistant shows up with a typewriter because he wanted to do some writing, so he brought a typewriter over, lets himself in the bungalow, 
John, John, I need to sleep. I mean, this is the same guy who I, I, I didn't mention this from the apartment the day before. He called back Eisner and said, yeah, I'll do your picture, which again may have just been. An, and he said, set up the meeting for Friday. So now he doesn't have to worry about anything till Friday, but he has to stay there, which means he's got time to do more drugs. Yeah, you know, and that was something that Dr. Drew was talking about. Like all of this is probably just orchestrating the excuse to do more drugs. And he tells a, a exec at Paramount, not Eisner, but he tells one of the Paramount executives, I'm going to need to wake up that call that day. And the guy writes in his planner to call Belushi and wake him up at noon. They'll do anything for him. But uh yeah, he's he so the he's a heavy sleeper, the assistant goes in to wake him up and he doesn't hear him snoring. And he knows that he always snores. So he goes in and he starts shaking him up and he's in the way he said he was having, he was having trouble breathing. That's the way this guy recall or reported the time called the manager. The manager called nine one one paramedics get there. They get him on the floor, do CPR. He's dead and it's too late. And the assistant's freaking out. The manager's at the ER for hours waiting for him before he gets a call from his office saying, you can come home. John's dead. And then, yeah, he sends the call over to Dan Aykroyd, who runs to tell his wife. I mean, tragic stuff. I mean, all of the things that could be, I mean, like Dan Aykroyd says, he's like, this is something we could, he goes, we, we could have been there and it could have been different. Do I know it would have been different? No. Or actually, this is something that his wife said. Do I know if it would have been different? I've been there. No, I don't, but it could have been. And Dan Aykroyd said, this is something that I'm going to, that we have to live with for the rest of our lives is that we, we were going to go and get him, but we didn't go now, right, right now. But I mean, who knows if they could? This isn't the internet age. You don't know if you can get a plane ticket right now. You know, I mean, maybe if you were like the head of a major corporation, you know, oh, yeah, fire up the, the jet or whatnot. But yeah, the dude flamed out on like a an insane binge. And I'll tell you what, it was so insane that the Kathy Smith chick did 18 months for involuntary manslaughter. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not initially, not initially. No, is initially ruled as a drug overdose. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the way he went out, dude, I mean, it was just, it was unfortunately it, it it wasn't, uh, it's funny, Dr. Drew kept making the distinction. He didn't die of an overdose. He died, he poisoned himself. There was so much, like, overdose is like, like a, has a specific meaning, I suppose. Um, but, like, he literally just was, it was the toxicity of all that stuff in his system just shut it all down. Which I don't know how that's not an overdose, but. Yeah, I mean, how many speedballs? Jeez! I'm going to give you one hint. I'm going to give you a hint, guys. If you're ever wondering how many speedballs is okay. The answer is less than one. The answer is zero. None wow. speedballs is okay. Yeah. And the dude had speedball after speedball after speedball mm-hmm. and just flamed out on like a total binge in one night. And the funny thing is, and this isn't funny at all, but you're going to hear that about a lot of these in the future. When we do these, like only the good die young said, when we talk about Chris Farley, you're going to hear a very, very similar story. Yeah. You know, a very similar yeah. story. Amazing how that, that happened. Yeah. But- yeah. So, I mean, John Belushi, it, it, it's worth noting, he went out hard and fast. He spiraled out. He burned out quick. But, I mean, he, w- he was famous as, equally as quick. I mean, geez, how do you be on top like that and then deal with suddenly not having a thing? Then he's sitting there, and Dan, Dan Aykroyd said when he got the call, 
that John was dead, he was actually writing a line for John in Ghostbusters. He was actually writing dialogue. That was John Blind when he got the call saying that. Uh, famously, John Belushi, not in Ghostbusters. No, no, no imagine not, not. Did not make it. Didn't make it into the film. And I don't know what differences were made. I don't know if John was just going to be <laughs> Bill Mur- or Bill Murray's character or if it was always going to be Bill Murray and there was going to be the four of them. Maybe they wrote in Winston after the fact. I have no idea because Winston doesn't come in until halfway through the movie. Right. <clears throat> but uh, maybe even a little longer. But yeah. I mean, just absolutely. It's tragic how it happened because of the loneliness about it and the and the fact that it's connected to he's you know, it wasn't just doing drugs to party, it was doing drugs because he was right freaking out. Sure. That he that 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 his career was over, even though it had just started. Yeah. And it, it you know, and it's a desperation thing, you know, at that point too, because was the career really over or was it just the way he was viewing it, you know, yeah. at, that, at that point in time. Well, and know? at that time, he had already been down the road of being addicted to drugs yeah. just to, you know, stay awake yeah. and have the, the energy. Yeah, the cocaine for the stimulant. Yeah. So it was a very easy thing to turn back to that when things aren't going, perceivably not going as well for you. Right. And his wife would talk about how, like, his biochemistry, like she said, it was really interesting how that changes because if something really bad happened, he'd relapse. Not, not that he was like giving it up cold Turkey all the time, but like he'd go on a, on a bender. If something amazingly good happened, he'd go on a bender. You know what I mean? But whenever it went on the rare occasions where things were just steady, that's when he was fine, but bad or good, any extreme would cause him to go right. on a bender. Drugs are bad. Kids. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do the drugs. Now, this has been probably the most somber episode of Flycat. Way to go, Corey. In the history of ever. But, <laughs> honest to God. I don't know that uh, Last Jedi <laughs> episode might. Yeah, there Wait, may be we truth have a moratorium stop. There may be truth to that. I, but I, I do want to encourage folks. You know what? We take it for granted. The, the, the history of things that make us laugh. Um. I'm I I I'm gonna get cliche and sappy, but to me, laughter is the best medicine. Uh, Amen, laughter brother. is the absolute greatest thing. I love uh, to make people laugh, um, and 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 I, I absolutely just adore enjoying other people's work as well. And what little I've seen of John Belushi, I I I'm, I appreciate quite a bit. And and also, just go out and get on YouTube and watch those old Silent Live bits and watch, especially like the weekend up. Don't just watch like the samurai right. stuff and stuff. Watch the weekend update stuff. And, uh, and of course, the slew of musical performances because he was dynamite. He was. For a guy that didn't really have that good a voice, he was dynamite because he had the presence and the commitment. Um, but like some of his dialogue bits and his longer stuff were just stuff where he's just playing around and just like look at him and go, okay. This maybe maybe this maybe I get it like um if you're too young to understand like I am or was uh to to see what it was all about but just enjoy it I mean gosh I could watch Blues Brothers Blues Brothers right now yeah absolutely you know what I mean yeah some of the great no nah, 2000 not so much I don't like the movie <laughs> at all I wanted to so bad his life is so dynamic though man because I mean just from all angles I mean to have that kind of career that that burnt so bright so fast mm-hmm. to have it cut off. I mean, he's the cliche, you know, the, you know, the success, he couldn't handle it, you know, he ends up dying, you know, but, you know, he also left a legacy. I mean, it's, there's, there's so many, 
aspects and facets to his life. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, you can almost like make several different hopscotches from his body of work to people until you get to, to now. Sure. You know, I mean, obviously we talked about like Farley was very much portraying Belushi in a lot of ways with his own kind of mental spin on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Frank Caliendo, same kind of thing. I mean, I mean, that's, there's, there, there's a lot of people that, the reason why you say it comes from Belushi is because nobody on TV did that. Sure. Right. That he did was before kind of Saturday. I mean, people, I, I don't, I, I used to worship Saturday Night Live. Right. Like, like I, that my dream was to be on Saturday Night Live when I was young. Um, I, I, I do not like it at all <laughs> anymore, yeah, really yeah, at yeah, all. But, um, when I was young and obsessed with it, but I don't want to sound cliche and saying that show was a completely different animal right? when it came on the air. And he was a completely distinct part of it. Right. He was new. It was completely new to see someone doing comedy that, that way. way. Physical humor had always existed. Right. I mean, obviously you've got your, your Marx brothers and three stooges and Laurel and Hardy's mm-hmm. and, and, you know, even Charlie Chaplin. So, Physical comedy always existed, but right. just his brand of it and, you know, which was... It, it was, was less controlled. Like, the three, three, three Stooges stuff was choreographed. Well, there was... Right? right, it was choreographed. He came from Second City. He, yeah. had, he had the improv Yeah, Laurel, Laurel and Hardy had their... Both of their physical presences had, like, repeated characteristics and nods and things to define it. Mm-hmm. His was the first that was not defined because you didn't know what was going to happen next. Right. Whether he's going to have a heart attack flip right off the desk. Mm-hmm. You didn't see it coming because he could be, do it so impulsively and so spontaneously. And when I was young, that was Chris Farley. When I was in middle school, it was Chris Farley who was doing it on live TV. And I'm like, this dude's nuts. <laughs> right. And I didn't know anything about John Belushi on Saturday Night Live back then. Sure. sure. And, and, and yeah, it was brand spanking new. The, we can talk about how big he was when he was alive in that short term, short time that he was famous. But like what you're saying, the longer lasting legacy that's not directly attributed to him that often, except by the people on the inside who are like, John, sure. it's all John. It's all about I John. think when you look, the lesson here, I think, the overall lesson is that when you look at him and you assess John Belushi, you can't just look at the body of work. I mean, you have to look at the life in total. You have to look at. Mm-hmm. The ins and outs, the you know, the yeah, success. he looks like the weird dude that crawled out from under a table somewhere, right. not the you know, the 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 homecoming king, right? And all that, like you're like, no, wait, this guy knew something. He had a brain. He mm-hmm. had he put something together. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just some weirdo that cast got cast on Silent Live for being a weirdo. He, there was a lot more to him. And I'm not saying that oh, he was the silent genius. I that I mean, eat it, eat a dick. But he, he, I, w- I wouldn't even say he's a genius. He was just at he right, was the play, right thing right, at that time. Yeah, right thing at that time. He, yeah. had, he had a flutter of originality to him. There was an energy that just everybody that ever talked about him that were shared space with him. Just there was an energy about him that just was palpable. And again, I think I think that's another thing that we're going to see when we do one of these again. I mean, you could say the same thing about Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. Was he really a genius? Sure. And, but people, he had a, 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 a charisma, you know, and I think that's going to be true of a lot of these, these people, people who flame out, sure. especially the 27 club, all the yeah. musicians that die at the age of 27, age of 27 right, yeah, right, right. which he is one of. Sure. So anyway, thank you guys for coming along on this mission with, I'm sorry uh, if you're disappointed that you didn't get it quite as many yucks out of this episode as you usually do. <laughs> this one, yeah, this one was pretty deep. So, but interesting and hopefully 
you know, folks are enjoying some of the more in-depth and, and talks and different subjects. Mm-hmm. And and I won't be dominating all of these that I'm here for no, 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 because I'm not, not. going to be the expert, <laughs> the local expert. In fact, I wasn't an expert on John Belushi. I wanted I wanted to learn more. I've, I've always sure. been meaning mm-hmm. to learn more. And this was an opportunity to do so. So hopefully you guys learned a little something, too. In the meantime... Hey guys, would you hey. mind running out and uh, follow us on Twitter, Fly Casual 1138, or just checking out Twitter bio so you can find the link to our Discord, hey. which is the best cord. Join us on Discord uh, so that we can talk about any manner of things that uh, you're into or questions about stuff or suggestions for shows. Uh, we'd love to hear about all of it. So please join us. We really like talking with you guys. It is a blast. Um, and the, and also run out wherever you get the podcast. Give us a nice little review. So we reach more listeners just like you. Betterkind.com is a website. If you want to go check out, see if there's any links about some of the stuff we talk about. Um, you know what, Mike, if I do this kind of research in the future, I think I'm going to flip some links over to you for some of my sources. Cause I'm going to tell you yeah, what, right now, I, sure. I, that, that final 24 video, I want to watch more of the final 24 video. I want to watch more. Or it's either final 24 or last 24. I don't okay. remember on YouTube. Yeah, please do. We'll link it up. And Very sure well done. Can, can take a look at all this stuff too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really good stuff. In the meantime, I'm Corey over there's Mike. Nighty night. Over there's Howie. <laughs> yep. And Garrick somewhere. Garrick. Yeah. Garrick somewhere. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> good night, everybody. We are jelly or morning or afternoon. It's morning here, technically. We've got two of those covered. We do. 